2: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: It's the game you never heard about, and we have it next. But right now, it's time to say, good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Football Sunday. Yes, and we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. The one, the only, my partner and friend, the hardest working man in show business
5: today, Mr. Brian. No, hello, B. How are you? How was your week? Doing great, Andy Furman. Good to be with you here on a Sunday morning, my man. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing
4: well. However, you know, we have a little bit of sad news to report. Maybe it's good news. I don't know. You handle it. I don't know. All I know is this. This is a swan song for our executive producer, Ryan Dennis. He's leaving. And and the good, okay, the question I have, I'm going to put it right to him right now. (laughs) I want my finger in his chest. Was it me or was it no that forced you out the door? I need to know right now. I can't sleep. I mean, Why you it was, leaving? It,
6: it's, it's, it's got to be Andy, right? It, it, just yelling at me on the air all the time, just getting uh, it. You know. I mean, it could have been Brian from his just Eagles hate constantly.
5: I don't wow. know what, you know, maybe, wow. it's, maybe it's a little bit of both. It's Eagles realism. It's not hatred. It's not personal. It's, I just don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. Well, well a big game for him today.
6: Big game today yeah. for the big Eagles. Big game today. But, you know, the thing about the Eagles – the people who hate the Eagles the most are Eagles fans. So, you know, that's what I've always <laughs> that's said. That's true. <laughs>
3: I hate the f- Eagles, well, we, man. We wish exactly.
4: you well. Wherever you're going, we wish you well. Godspeed. It seems to me that Brian and I cannot keep a producer here for whatever the reason. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's personality. Maybe it's—I don't know. I just don't know. But we wish you well, and we'll start with a clean slate next week, whomever that might be.
6: Yeah, it's definitely been a pleasure guys. It's it's fun working with you and uh hopefully I'll be uh you know filling in here and there. Uh, I'm stick I'll still be with, you know, in the studio but just on a different time slot. So You
5: know, I'm curious because this happens all the time in the business where if you go to a different shift, if you go to a different job, someone will say, "Hey, uh so what's uh, What's Andy Furman like?" Or oh, what's that no guy like? Oh. How would you answer those questions, Ryan? Well, let's see it is, Yeah, uh,
6: pr- nicest guy in the world. Really, uh, really fun, and I and I learned a lot of just about producing. So you know, it'd be pretty, pretty, pretty easygoing. I'd would say. Really? Okay.
4: Who, Brian or me? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, uh. you asked about Andy, so I, I'm laying out Andy's here.
4: Okay, we move on. You know, I, I mentioned this B, before we get into the big game of the day yesterday in college football. I said the game you never heard about,
5: Earlham College. Does anybody know where Earlham oh, College my gosh. is? Gosh, what are you this doing is to story. us here? Where Earlham are you College. steering us? You are the man who is steering the ship, and we're headed straight for an iceberg. No, no, just one. just for a second. Give me thirty
4: seconds. Here. Earlham College, Division Three school in Richmond, Indiana. They had the record yesterday for consecutive losses. Their 51st consecutive loss. They lost 64-20 to Franklin College of Indiana yesterday. They haven't won a game since 2013. I thought this is a pretty fun story. You know, No one's talking about it. We mention it because we cover all the bases here. Just to let you know. All right? So we move on.
5: All right? Yeah, I don't care. I got to be honest with you, Andy Well, Furman. I mean, people, it's
4: a good <laughs> trivia question. Hey, it may pop I up on care. Jeopardy some night. It may be on Jeopardy. You never know. And you might be there. But the biggest story is the Buckeyes. The oh. Buckeyes going to West Lafayette, Indiana, and they get not only beat, they get rolled, 49-20. Hey, one of the biggest upsets of the year, Purdue took down number two, Ohio State, shaking scenes up in the CFP. Maybe it's chaos. I don't know. But this is how it all came to an end. Take a listen.
7: Three, two, one. This game is over. And here come the fans. Storming the field at Rossade Stadium as the Boilermakers knock off the Ohio State Buckeyes. What a sight here at Rossade!
4: What what kind of a call was that? Three, two, one. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> I mean, you talk about and my Richmond, Indiana. 3-2-1,
5: We win. Yes, I'd rather yeah. hear
4: Richmond, Indiana, and Earlham College in that call. I'll tell you right now.
5: All right, so we. Move I can't on. go quite there, but yeah. Um, Ohio State. What happened? We know what. What the deal was going in where their defense has been very suspect, very much a one-dimensional offense. Dwayne Haskins has been phenomenal, and he was great last night. But they can't run the ball very well, and they can't play good defense. And to get shellacked like that by Purdue, you got to look at the rest of the schedule, Andy Furman. And all of a sudden, last regular season game of the year, hosting Michigan, the fighting Harbaugh's look out now, but losing that first game against Notre Dame... They might run the table.
4: Right, and that's going to be a heck of a, it's a very impressive loss right now as we look at it, as long as Notre Dame keeps on winning. Let's go back to Dwayne Haskins for a second, the quarterback at Ohio State University, whom people were saying is a Heisman candidate. I look at the stats last night. This guy threw the ball. I mean, he must be icing down his arm today. 73 attempts. Are you Uh, kidding me? They can't run the freaking football. 49 for 73 for 470 yards. You cannot, I don't care, college. Pro, semi-pro, women's football. You can't win when you throw the ball 73 times. You have to have some sort of an offensive balance, and they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it past the the red zone. They, They couldn't get it to the end zone. They were like allergic to the end zone. All field goals, whatever it may be, they couldn't score, and they gave up 539 yards.
5: Well, and that's the thing is they're not trailing by four touchdowns the entire game. You know, I get that at the end, you got to air it out and you're trailing by a lot of points, but that wasn't the storyline the whole game. And when you're down even 21 to six, if you have a running game, that would help balance out your bad defense is keep your bad defense off the field, you know? So they're not able to run the ball effectively and that hurts them. It hurt them big time last night and it could hurt them going forward. And you also have to throw out there the loss of Nick Bosa because that hurts the defense Big time as well as he leaves and he's getting ready for the NFL. But you know what? You can't pin this on him leaving because he wouldn't have been healthy enough to play in the game anyway. Correct. And I can't imagine that. It's just the morale was so down because Nick Bosa left. I think we're going into movie trailer mode if we go into that that, territory. That's
4: weak. That's a a crutch. That really is. And by the way, I have no problem whatsoever with with what is doing. You know, because every college coach is out for himself. They're using people. They chew them up and spit them out. So, look, you know what? Good for him. He's hurt. He could come back maybe later in the year and maybe possibly get hurt again. No. Stay on the sideline. Get the big bucks in the NFL, and you'll probably be in the first five picks of the, of the draft in April. So, good for well, you. I have no problem. I've heard people co- saying that, he, that he, he's, uh, he, he hurt his team. He's not a teammate. He's not loyal. Hey, come on. Look at the coaches. Look what coaches
5: do. Well, I get it, but I see it slightly differently where why don't you go back? Why don't you get healthy? Why don't you train while at Ohio State? You're going to be doing all of those things on your own time now, so you could still do it at Ohio State. And if Ohio State is out of contention for the college football playoff, which they very well may be at the end of the season, then you say, hey, I'm getting ready for the NFL. But why not at least give yourself a chance to come back If you're in the college football playoff and before he left, we didn't know that they wouldn't be there. Right? So the storyline changes right now. Why would you pull the plug early on and say, Hey, I'm out of here. No questions asked. I would have at least stayed there and trained and gotten healthy and done all the things he's going to do outside of Ohio state. I would have just done them at Ohio state. And if he wanted to go back and play in a couple of ball games, okay, great. I realize it's a risk, But we can't blow the risk out of proportion where if you get on the football field, well, you're doomed. Well, there's a lot of examples. Miles Garrett was the first overall pick, and he went and played in his bowl game. So I don't think we can blow out of proportion just how great or how likely a big-time injury is going to be. That's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah, and let me put the brakes on that for just a second. I mean, you make a great point that he could stay at Ohio State and train, but I think if he did that, he'd have to go to class. And a lot of these guys just don't want to go to class. You know what I'm saying? You stay at Ohio State. You got to be part of the school, part of the educational process. And I'm certain that he's not one of the top notch students. I don't. I don't think he's a great. I'm just taking a guess. What, I would think that maybe he's not a great this, student. Is, I'm just, is that uh, just a guess. He
5: shows his stomach with the cut off jersey. Is that what's I'm going on? I'm just saying. Over there? You know, maybe it's an uneducated <laughs> guess. I'm taking a guess that
4: you know he's had problems with the books. Maybe a little bit. But let's talk about Ohio State. I, for I a just second.
5: think Andy. I'll just say real, real quick because I know you want to move forward. But I <laughs> think it's. I think it's a good trade off to go through the motions. I don't think he's taken, like, advanced uh, like Stanford classes where it's, you know, a combination of chemistry and trigonometry and we're we're talking, like, basic stuff here. I think it's, it's probably wiser to stay in school, go through the motions of school work, right, for the time being, instead of dealing with all of this stuff about leaving early and maybe not being a team guy, maybe being a me guy, and People understand it more so at the end of the season if you aren't in contention for a playoff spot as opposed to right here, right now and just saying, I'm out of here. I think it's worth going through the motions of schoolwork to avoid that, that perception of you're just a me guy.
4: Right, No, I I hear you. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, there had to be some underlying current, maybe why he wanted to leave. Or maybe Urban Meyer and he talked. And we don't know this. And Urban Meyer said, if you're not going to play, get the hell out. Who, who knows? You just don't know. We'll never find out. We really won't. But, you know, I, he, he's getting some heat. But don't blame the loss on him. That's for certain. But yesterday when Ohio State lost, Oklahoma did beat TCU 52-27. Why I bring that up? Because this, this committee that we get into all the time, and they have the uh, the committee with the top four teams, obviously, they compare common opponents now Ohio State beat TCU 40-28 back in September Oklahoma beat them 52-27 yesterday so you know Ohio State right now you know they have a neutral side win against that TCU they got a road win at Penn State and they need to beat Michigan State on the 10th of November and obviously it all comes down probably to November 24th with Michigan
5: yeah I mean Ohio State as ugly as it was last night and that's a, that's a bad loss to get rolled the way they did at oh, Purdue. But if they run the table, like you said, Andy, if they take down Michigan State, which is very possible, Michigan State is not a very good football team, and you win a home game against Michigan, who's had all kinds of trouble against Ohio State, you go to the Big Ten championship game, if you win that, Ohio State's got a legitimate resume. And also you mentioned Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma, they lose the Red River rivalry against Texas. But if they run the table and possibly beat Texas in the Big 12 championship game, depending on what happens in front of them, they've got a legitimate shot. They at least have a pulse for the playoff right now. It's not a you know, like a healthy pulse, but it's still there. You can still detect right. the pulse from the Sooners right now.
4: But I do tell you right now, if I were to pick the top four, I'd have Oklahoma fifth looking in, Alabama Clear cut, number one. Number wait, a two, minute, a wait a minute, wait a minute,
5: wait a minute, wait a minute. How can you have Oklahoma over Alabama Georgia and Texas, the team because who beat I have,
4: them? Because I have Alabama one, I have Clemson two, I have Notre Dame three, uh-huh. I have Michigan four, Michigan four. Then Oklahoma. Why do
5: you have Michigan leapfrogging LSU?
4: Because I just don't trust LSU's offense. I think their what? offense right now, I just, and I understand. And, and obviously, I want to see what they do down the road. They still have a couple of more games to play. But I, I just think their offense right now, this is the eye test. I'm going to be like the committee. I'm going oh, to use that as a crutch. Gosh. It's the eye Did, test.
5: Where was the eye test when they're smacking around the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs at the time by 20 points the other week?
4: Where was that eye that, test? That's why I have Georgia down to seventh or eighth. I, I don't trust Georgia. I think Georgia was a fraud. I don't think they were there. Oh, wow. I, I that eye test is, is a great gray area for people like me or the committee to use as a crutch. You know, you have an excuse. Why are they there? Eye test. Eye test, really. It's terrible.
5: You've got to go by resume. Screw the eye test. All right? I'm going to print out T-shirts that say that. <laughs> Screw the eye test. Go by who they played and who they beat. And LSU's resume is more impressive than Michigan's resume in terms of who they played, who they beat right now. Who's the number two ranked team that Michigan took down on their schedule? Huh? It's not Western Michigan or SMU. It's not Nebraska. So LSU, the, the win over Miami
4: is not as impressive now as it was then. They beat Auburn, okay? They beat Georgia, which I don't think is
5: that impressive either. And they got oh, this guy without- How? How? How is that not impressive? They took them down. That's a uh, team that was a whisker away from winning it all last year. They're number two ranked in the nation, and they smack them around by 20 points. And how their is offense- that like, yawn,
4: wake me uh, up know, when you I do know. something significant? And their offense basically is the foot of Cole Tracy. That's basically their offense. Really, without See, him. that's
5: what it is. In this day and age, because you watch Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady duel right. in a 43-40 game, and unless they're throwing it all over the place and scoring points and gaining yards, you're like, get out of my face with your great defense that can hold an opponent to three points like they did Mississippi State last night. No, give me offense. Give me fantasy stats. Yeah. Give me all that stuff. Otherwise, I'm writing you off. This is Andy Furman talking.
4: And that's what the committee's going to say as well. You'll see. But we move That's on. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous, okay. Andy Furman. Right. Okay, good. I'll get you heated up. I wanted to get you heated up early on. I love doing that. <laughs> Brian, no. Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, what a lineup today. Bronx Talk Radio later in this hour. Sammy K getting ready in the green room. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting, and an hour number three, Alex Marvez. Who is he? He's the Sheik. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. We follow that with Noah's picks. So we got it all for you, plus you could contact us. If you want to, at the no show on Twitter, at the NOE Show at Andy Furman FSR, eight seven seven ninety-nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six-six three six nine. Now, heads are rolling on this team. That's next. It all starts in less than three hours. We'll explain that in just about a minute. Speaking of minutes, about twenty-one past the hour. We call this Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way. You can become a new card member, and Discover Cup will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com forward slash match. Limitations apply. Okay, Mr. No, let's get into it right now. Got to ask you this. How bad are the 1-6 Arizona Cardinals? Thursday night, oh. they got drilled. How many people oh. do you think watched that entire game on Fox? I don't think many. 45-10 to 10 by the Denver Broncos.
5: It was ugly, man. It really is. And look, it's way, way, way too early to write off cleated Jesus. That's right. Josh Rosen as a bust. Their offensive line is so bad. Andy, he played badly against the Broncos. I'm not going to say it was all the offensive lines fault, but he's a rook. And you got to give them some help. You at least got to give them some protection in front of them. Like it's just a bad situation right now. Mike McCoy was fired as the offensive coordinator and steps in Byron left, which unless they fix that offensive line and unless they block a little bit better, let me ask you this. Do you think David Johnson forgot how to ran, run the football?
4: No, you you know what it's all about. It all starts up front, the offensive line. And look, look, Josh Rosen, he left with a toe injury because of that. He had three INTs, two of her pick sixes in the first quarter. He was sacked four times. I feel bad for the guy, really. I mean, throwing a guy out out like that to the Wolves, I mean, it it could do some damage to his psyche. It really can. I mean, I just don't know. You, You probably say to yourself, I don't want to go out there again next week and do it again i got to believe you have that inner feeling. I know how tough these guys are. They come across, they're tough, but believe me, in their chest, they're saying, oh, do I have to do this again? Do I have to go out there and get it? Right? But you mentioned Mike McCoy. Oh, man. I was just going to say
5: real quick, Andy, is you can start to develop bad habits where instead of keeping your eyes downfield as a quarterback you start to look at big men who might be in your face and are about right. to hit you and put you on your back you know so right. it's like look at Eli Manning right now Eli Manning's a two-time Super Bowl champion and he's got bad habits of looking at the rush because no one likes getting hit hard by an individual that's much bigger than them you know so that's a a two-time Super Bowl champion who is showing bad habits. If you're a rookie, good luck once that offensive line starts to get better, getting rid of those bad habits where you're just looking at the oncoming rush. It's not an easy thing to do.
4: You're right. And you mentioned Mike McCoy, the offensive coordinator, the once offensive coordinator, former of the Arizona Cardinals. He's been fired from three different organizations. Now, this is what Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes had to say about his decision, which he made on McCoy on Friday. Take a listen.
1: I informed uh, Mike McCord this morning that I would be going in a different direction. I want to thank Mike for everything that he's done to help this organization and his team uh, try to move forward. Seven weeks into the season, based off where we were from a standpoint of production on the offensive side of the ball, I felt the need to make a change, and that's what I did. And Byron Leftwich uh, will take over the uh, play calling uh, on the offensive side of the ball.
4: Look, I, 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 could, I understand that, that someone's going to be the scapegoat. Why can't the head coach, Steve Wilks, say, we're not getting it done with him. He's gone. I'm getting a replacement. This d- different direction garbage, I, I hear that in every walk of life. Can they stop with a different direction? Because if I were to ask at that news conference, Steve Wilks, hey, coach, what direction is it? Tell me. Left, right, forward, back. What, what kind of a statement is that? We're going in a different direction. I hear it all the time.
5: You're you're changing jobs. You know? You're you're going in the direction of Byron Leftwich. You're not going to crush him on the way out. You're not going to be like, let me tell you what. In the history of offensive coordinators... Mike McCoy is on the short list of the all-time duds. I mean, let's be honest right. here. You think that Steve Wilkes is going to say that? No, he's going to say these things that we just going to go in a different direction. You know what that means. They're switching to Byron Leftwich. Done. That's where they're going. Uh,
4: done. I'm done.
5: But I'm you done hate with the that, that phrase, huh? You don't like uh, that. I,
4: I think it's weak. Just say, look, he didn't get the job done. we got to move on. That's all. got to. Aren't we going leaving.
5: in a different direction with our producer for this, this shift? No, he Isn't is. That we're not. We're not. He's he's going in a different direction. Therefore, we're going in a different direction. Yeah,
4: Exactly right. I tell you what, the direction we're going right now is off to London about 9.30 Eastern time. And again, if I'm a season ticket holder of an NFL team, and my team takes that one game to London. I'm kind of po'd. I really am. I want to see all eight home games. I really do. I, that's what I pay for. And I don't want to have to have one game off the sked going to London, England. But that's just the way it is. The Titans are playing the Charges. Not a bad game today. And believe it or not, I have the lines. I got the lines. Okay, there you, go. That's you what shade I like me to into hear, it. Andy. Okay, L.A. Charges. L.A. Charges giving up what minus six and a half.
5: Yep, LA Trugs right.
4: minus six and of course it's right. Look, <laughs> I wasn't I was the Of course, I, huh? Yeah. I wasn't line testy
5: with the updated lines. I love it. Yeah, As if you weren't a, like reading the newspaper and going by Tuesday, no. whatever the line was that day, I, for, got the I don't know. How stuff. long have we been doing this show? Two years? Right. Yeah, now you're getting che- – yeah, it's updated. Yeah, what do you got to say now? It's well, always and updated. Well, I'll tell you
4: why, because I realize it is some, <laughs> some somewhat of a public service. When you talk about these games, many people do wager on the games, and although I'm not a big wagerer, okay, I got to believe there are people out there that listen to us not only for the entertainment value and the information value, but for the right. wagering information. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I give it out,
5: and you told me. You set me straight, all right? That's right. Good. Uh, well, hey, man, Andy, sometimes – Sometimes we got to be shamed into doing the right things in life. You know, it happens early. Your parents are like, what are you doing? Come on, get it together. That's what I was doing with you for a little bit. It was role reversal. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do
4: appreciate that.
5: But yeah, how about this game, Andy, where you look at Tennessee, they allow 11 sacks last week to the Baltimore Ravens in a game, 11, that is unheard of. You look at the Titans, they do play tough defense. They give up only 17.8 points per game. So can they slow down Phillip Rivers and company? Yeah. The question is, can they keep up scoring-wise depending on how much they slow them down? Because even if they hit their average against the Chargers, do you feel comfortable that the Titans can score 20 points today? <laughs> do you feel comfortable line. about that?
4: No. Here's the bottom line about, about the Titans. What is wrong with Marcus Mariota? I mean, yeah. he was like everybody's like, you know, flavor of the month when he came into the league and he's a dud. I mean, he's a, he, he's exploded, he imploded. It's finished. I mean, really. And I don't think that Tennessee can stop the running game of Melvin Gordon and and Philip Rivers is really having one heck of a season thus far.
5: Yeah, Mariota, he's just not very good. Can you imagine like we uh, people are very critical of Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott, what he does production-wise, puts Marcus Mariota to shame. Because Mariota, he's got two touchdowns, four picks on the year. He's 30th in passer rating. He's one of the worst-rated starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And because he plays for the Tennessee Titans, a lot of it goes unnoticed. Can you imagine if there was a star on the side of his helmet? Do you realize what people would say about his play at this point, Andy? He would be getting crushed. He's got more picks than touchdowns this year so far. He had more picks than touchdowns last season with 13 to 15 touchdowns to picks. It's just not acceptable in today's day and age of football.
4: He's lucky he plays in Tennessee. If he played he in a is. major market, he'd be crushed. He's lucky oh, he plays there. He would there. be
5: getting absolutely lambasted. But nationally, it's he goes virtually unnoticed nationally.
4: You're exactly right. And both teams, I mean, these two teams are going in different directions. Titans lost two straight. They lost last week. They were shut out, by the way, against the Ravens. The Chargers have won three straight. Obviously, I don't know if you want to count the Cleveland win, but Cleveland's decent, okay? They beat Cleveland last week. So Chargers have won three straight. Titans lost two straight. I think the Chargers roll them today. I really do. I think Chargers put up a lot of points today.
5: Okay. So uh, Andy Furman, we're just, what, a half hour in today. I like this. So you're going Chargers minus six and a half in London. Lay the yeah. points, you say. No doubt. No hey, doubt yeah, about uh, that. Not you a like bad. That? Uh, not a bad. You're
4: proud of uh, me. You're proud. you proud. You made me a mensch. You made a <laughs> mensch out of me. That's what you did. And I appreciate that. Well, we'll the only thing on that I there.
5: wonder, real quickly, the only thing I wonder, the Chargers, you know it, Andy. We saw it a couple of weeks ago. They're hosting the 49ers. First game without Jimmy Garoppolo. In steps in CJ Beathard. And they barely win 29 to 27. So, every now and then, the Chargers just absolutely sleepwalk through a game. So, I think it's more to do with that. If they come out and they are focused, yeah, they're the better team. They should beat the Titans comfortably. But if it's one of these epic Chargers, hey, we can show up and we'll be fine, and they just are sloppy, yeah, the Titans can keep it within six. I think so.
4: No, we'll see. Hope they don't have jet lag. We'll see about that. Brian no, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now, he's the first to do this in 99 years, and we'll tell you who he is next. But first, to our guy, Kevin Figures, for the latest.
1: All right, Andy Dodgers headed to Boston while the Brewers are drowning their sorrows after L.A. notched a 5-1 win in Game 7 of the NLCS on Saturday night. Cody Bellinger crushed a two-run home run in the second inning. He would go on to win series MVP honors. Yasiel Puig had three hits, including a three-run home run of his own. All games of the World Series can be seen on Fox. Game 1 pops off at 8.09 Eastern on Tuesday. College football Saturday night, second-ranked Ohio State, is unbeaten. No more. They got curb stomped by Purdue, 49-20. to 20. Boilermakers held the Buckeyes to just 76 yards on the ground. Washington State got out to a 27-0 lead over Oregon. Cougars would hold on for a 34-20 victory. For more college football scores be sure to hit up foxsports.com Online car shopping can be confusing not anymore with True Price from True Car Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, Brandon Ingram Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo all ejected for throwing punches in the fourth quarter of a 124-115 rock Victory over the Lakers. James Harden did lead all scorers with 26 points. LeBron James with 24 points in his Lakers home debut. Wins for the Hornets, Celtics, and Pistons as well. Joel Embiid with 32 points for the Sixers and a one point win over Orlando. Guys,
4: Thank you so much, Kev. See you in about an hour, but right now it took 99 years to set this record, and that's coming right up. It's Brian No, it's Andy Furman, it's Fox Football Sunday. I want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And I guess in about 10 minutes or so, we will have Bronx Talk Radio with the one and only... Sammy K. All right, Mr. No, are you ready for this one? Because we've got, you know, this game right now, if I'm a betting man, I'm staying away. Patriots at the Bears, and Gronk obviously didn't make the trip, but he's not really ruled out yet. Maybe he's going to show up later. I don't know. But I got the
5: line for you right here. Chicago getting two and a half. Chicago getting two and a half. Are you with me on that? Yeah, it varies from place to place. If it's a half point, I'm not going to, you know, go crazy on you, Andy. I see it's plus 2. Again, it depends on where you're looking at it exactly, but Gronk is not going to play, man. What is he going to do? Hop a private jet and be there for game time? You know well, what? They I mean? haven't ruled him out yet. But honestly, I, I, I know, mean, but they, it's the, the, the gonna Patriots. Play. He's not right. going to play. No, but we he's- talk
4: about who the man that's going to play is Tom Brady and why he's the GOAT. He became the first quarterback in the NFL's 99 years to win 200 regular season games last week when they beat the Chiefs. And that was a pretty good game. Closer than I thought it would be, but that was a good game today to Pats and Bears. Bears lost in overtime last week to your Dolphins. I was shocked there, 31-28. Mm, and yeah. uh, this could be a good one. You know, without Gronk also, this could be a very good game. And you know what? I'm looking, I'm leaning towards
5: the Bears. How's that? Wow, look at that. Dogs are barking at home, says Andy Furman. I don't see it the same way. (laughs) I'm going to go on the opposite side because the Patriots, they're one of these teams that they don't come out completely flat. I realized Sunday night football game, that was a nice win at home against the Chiefs, you know, and there's a lot of attention and all that stuff, but I just don't see them Even without Gronk just showing up against the Bears and completely laying an egg. I don't see that because they finally got that offense going. They're averaging just under 40 points per game over their last three wins. They're gaining 462 yards of total offense each game in that span. And I know how much, as you do, Andy, how much Rob Gronkowski means to that offense, But I don't think they're going to completely fall off. I expect them, especially with Khalil Mack and that ankle injury, he's gimpy. I don't think that Bears defense is going to just shut down the Patriots to the tune where the Bears win this game. I think the Patriots defense has a lot to prove after playing Patrick Mahomes and company last week. And I think playing Mitchell Trubisky and company is going to be a significant notch below what they faced last week. And that Patriots defense is going to rebound.
4: The question today, I think, has to be the Patriots' offensive line. I know Khalil Mack's got a bad wheel. But I still believe that defensive line is going to put so much pressure on Tom Brady, he's going to be running all day long. And I think that's not going to be a good thing for Tom Brady. Yeah, he's got the receivers back. He's got Edelman back. Josh Gordon's doing a pretty good job taking some pressure off the running game as well. And as far as Trubisky's concerned, this guy's got nine touchdown passes in his last two games. He had nine in his previous 15. He's come of age a little bit, Mitchell Trubisky. I, I like the Bears at home. If the game was in New England, I'd have a different opinion. But yes, Khalil Mack and the bad wheel. We'll see how bad it is today. But... They're going to put a lot of pressure, and that's the game plan. I got to believe. Put pressure on Tom Brady, get him out of the pocket, make him rush. That's what you
5: got to do. Well, the Patriots, you know this, Andy. They're so smart. You saw him last week. Rob Gronkowski was a blocker most of the game. It was amazing because he had three catches for just under a hundred yards, but he had one catch for sixteen yards until the very end of the game because he was in there helping to pass protect for Tom Brady, keep him. Keep them clean, you know? So if you look at today's game, I would expect them to do something similar here. You're either going to use Dwayne Allen or their tight end filling in for Rob Gronkowski, either, either as a blocker or what you're going to see, you're going to see a heavy dose of James White catching the ball out of the backfield. right? Because they understand what a team presents. They understand what the Bears' defense presents to them, and they're going to counter it. They're not going to sit there and play into their hands and say, all right, let's just do a bunch of seven-step drops. Leave a, let's go a empty backfield. Let's go five wideouts. Let's just have Tom Brady fend for himself back there. They're going to be smart about that. So I think you're going to see a lot of quick stuff, a lot of passes to James White, and you're going to see the Patriots, by design and by scheme, help keep Tom Brady clean instead of playing into the Bears' hands.
4: And what you're basically saying right now, you're talking about the experience against the novice. That's basically what we're going to see today. You're going to see experience paying off as far as the Patriots game plan, what these pros do, how they handle it, how they how they go one-on-one against the Bears, where the Bears right now to them, this is one of the bigger games on their schedule right now, and you may see some young mistakes with these younger players. That's normally what happens. I mean, you know, a bad snap here, uh, offsides here, delay a game. That's what happens when you have a young team facing a big opponent, and they can't handle that kind of pressure.
5: Yeah, and look, Andy, it's any given Sunday. You know, I'm not going to act as if the Patriots have no chance to lose this game. Of course, there's a legitimate chance that the Bears get the better of them today. But last week was, a oh, that's right, we're the Bears. You know, when you start buying in and you're like, hey, this team might win the NFC North. All of a sudden, they lay an egg on the road against Brock Osweiler and company. What is that? The Dolphins were running wild. Not just the running game, but Albert Wilson was running around like it was flag football last week. It was insane what the Bears defense was doing. So I just don't see how the Bears, day. yeah, yeah, I, I don't see how the Bears against the Dolphins look that decrepit, and then come back to Chicago. They're playing the Patriots at home, and all of a sudden they're lights out. I think that they still struggle if the Dolphins get the better of the Bears to the tune that they did last week to that degree. I just don't see how the Patriots are completely struggling all day today. I don't see it. Well, the funny
4: thing is they started the season as a house on fire with three wins in a row. They had the three wins, and they hit the Dolphins, and they lost that game. And I think it was all about the defense, really. I mean, talk about Trubisky and what he's done, but the defense really got those three wins in a row, and the defense was way out of kilter last week for whatever the reason. I mean, I I was shocked, and I don't think that's going to happen again today.
5: Where's the impressive win? For the Bears this season, they beat the well, Seahawks. Okay, that's not a, right. Arizona's At the not Cardinals, they won yeah. sixteen to fourteen. They struggled to a win against the Cardinals, and then they blew the doors off of Tampa Bay. You think Tampa right. Bay is a good team? Of course not. You know, so right. I don't see. And it's not to say the Bears are incapable of beating a good team. They just haven't to this point. They haven't been impressive. Where you are like, hey man, this is the team you got to look out for. If you've got a gimpy Khalil Mack and you're going up against the Bill Belichick coach team led by Tom Brady, it is not an easy task today. I see the Patriots, man. I don't have a problem laying the small, you know, I I don't love the small road favorites because oftentimes those are sucker bets. I don't see this being a sucker bet today with the Patriots.
4: Yeah, before we roll on here, I was more impressed with the Bears opening day loss to Green Bay by a point than any other wins
5: to be honest with you.
4: Well, yeah.
5: 24-23 loss. That win against Tampa, you're like, hey, Bears, huh? Yeah. And after after the bye week, they lose to Brock and Roll Osweiler. So any good vibes or anything that you were thinking in terms of the Bears being, hey, this is a force to be reckoned with. That just went woo, just right out the window with that performance last week against the Finns.
4: Brian though no, Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And wait will you hear what Sammy K has lined up for you. Bronx Talk Radio is next.
3: Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal, even if it's not with us. Saving you time and money, now that's Progressive. Call or click today.
4: Bronx Talk Radio, brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Bronx Talk Radio and the man who makes it happen, coming right from under his hole—the one and only. Thank goodness, Sammy K. Guys, guys,
3: guys, it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. You are we want to hear all the rationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Up yours, you little. of
5: You <laughs> are talk me that way. Get out of here.
3: Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. All right, you mutts,
7: let's do this. I'm here, you pug fuglies. We know you're here Why you start off every single week saying I'm here. <laughs> I got to let you know that I'm here and that you're here and we're here to do Bronx Talk Boy, is that loud. Let's turn that down. Holy cow. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Uh, Comedian Amy Schumer. Well, all right, she's taking a cue from President Donald Trump. They got opposite politics, but she's bringing this damn NFL kneeling discussion back to life. Please stop. Please All right, she took to Instagram to say she will not act in a Super Bowl ad this year unless more white players take knee to protest injustice for people of color. I got to ask, first of all, does anyone even remember her first Super Bowl ad? Do you guys remember it? I don't. I don't don't, remember it. I don't. No. Anyone? Beulah? No. No. Don't Don't remember it. No, No, I don't. Listen. No. Okay, well, anyway. The NFL, the networks—they've done a better job of minimizing the the uh, the coverage of the national anthem with the protesting. Fewer players are protesting. Doesn't feel a little bit late here that she's maybe doing this six to eight months too late. I agree with her message. It's a little late here. It feels like the the it's kind of move. We kind of move past this a little bit.
5: Take it, Elva P. Will you take care of him? I uh, I think he said it best. Time to move freaking past it. No one's gonna no one's gonna miss Amy Schumer if she's not around for the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying over there. She's a little late for got... the
4: party. She's a little late to the party here with the kneeling thing. Feels really. about six
5: day months
7: ago she should have said this because, I mean, now there's only about three or four players who have done this, right? Yeah. They've only nailed the coverage, and they're not showing it, so it feels like we've moved past this. The NFL is back. The kneeling thing, hopefully, away. behind Go away, yeah. Amy. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. away. All right. Well, we're going to go away from this here. All right. Um, College football rivalries. You got to love them. You got to love them. Real resentment. And emotion felt and expressed by these players. We love it. Michigan and Michigan State, they were more than tested. They were flat-out belligerent toward each other on Saturday. Both sides claimed massive disrespect. We saw all kinds of stuff. We saw that Bush kid wiping his cleats on the Spartan logo. We saw the coaches uh, trading. uh, What do the kids say? A shade. What was your guys' favorite part about uh, Michigan State and Michigan's uh, disrespect back and forth? There's a lot of layers right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead, B. Go ahead and take
5: a B. I'll say that there's a lot of freaking layers over there. My favorite part, you know, the uh, the linebacker just going crazy Devin on the... Bush. Yes, Devin Bush going nuts over there on the uh, the spotty logo at midfield. And I'll tell you what, for Mark D'Antonio to not have any guts whatsoever, he was sitting there smiling, and Jim Harbaugh called him out, and he said it was BS. Yeah, there's these things called TV cameras, These days, Mark D'Antonio, how can you sit there and say it's BS when we got you on tape laughing while you're doing that stuff? I
7: didn't know that the Michigan State players, they line up like riot police and walk across the field before the game. <laughs> Listen, if I saw that coming at me and they were going to basically clothesline me, I'd be a little irked too. Devin Bush wiping his feet on the logo. Listen, that greenskeeper's ticked off. He's saying, maybe You're he stepped a hole in, in some doo Maybe he stepped he, in I, some doo yeah, doo. And know? he's wiping the doo doo on the logo. You can't do that. It's going to irk the other oh. team. We're all right with that. All right. Um, what's the deal with Red Sox pitcher Chris Sale? All right. He missed game five of the ALCS. Said taking his belly button ring in and out of his flesh, gave him a rash, and he was unable to pitch. I don't know what to make of this guy. Is he putting us on for his own personal amusement? I don't get I it. I
5: think he's putting us on. Is he putting his us His teammates on? don't buy it. His teammates are like, yeah, he said he was going to do this. He delivered it very well. Maybe he'll be making a cameo on the silver screen at some point over here, but I don't buy it. I need proof. I think he's pulling our leg over on this one.
4: I think he's got a pretty good rider. He's got a pretty good rider for him, really. I don't think he's got a belly button
7: ring. How's that? Listen, okay, well, that brings me to the second question. It's a two-part thing. Belly button rings on dudes. Acceptable or no bleeping way?
5: Totally freaking
7: unacceptable. Unacceptable. No way.
5: Totally unacceptable.
4: I better take mine mine out then. I better yeah. take mine out. I don't want to upset you guys. <laughs>
7: you better take yours out, Andy. Listen, unless you're the, the drummer of uh, Motley Crue, Tommy Lee, and you got 50 other piercings, I don't know about it. I, don't I can't get that. it out. It's stuck in there. I'm doing it right now. Right, I well, can't get you know, it out. Make sure you wash that thing. You don't want to get an infection. All right. Uh, uh-huh. Last thing here. Listen, getting older sucks, doesn't it? I just celebrated a birthday. My foot was hurting. Then it goes away, and then my knee is hurting. Andy, you're mm-hmm. old as dirt. How do you manage yeah. all these aches <laughs> and pains and stuff? Oh, it's Tell easy. Me.
4: It's called booze. It's called booze,
7: (laughs) Worse, does it? I think that's not really a temporary
3: fix. why is my knee hurting
5: all the time? Advil, Sammy K. Get some Advil in your diet over there, all right? Drink it with your booze. They're an average team without him. We'll get to that in
4: just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say, good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. That's why. Here he is, the hottest working man in show business today. My friend, my pal, my partner, the man with the brains of this outfit. Working seven days a week to inform you for the very best in sports. Proud to have him here. The one and only Brian O. Hello, B.
5: How are you? Doing great, Andy Furman. I'm, uh, I'm very fiery today because I was watching the Lake Show last night. Just all of a sudden, fight night broke out. Over there at Staples, between the Lakers and the Rockets, you see that with Rondo and he spit in, Paul's
4: Paul. <laughs> He's He's
6: spitting
5: spitting in Chris Paul's face. He spit his face.
4: That's right, <laughs> spit in his face. Yeah, you know that's I could my see favorite a guy drop shoving, of yours. Spit, you know, spit in your see, face. Spit in your face. I could see a guy giving an elbow, shoving, maybe even submarining a guy in basketball. But to me, when you spit in a guy's Uh-oh. face. On the street, on a game, during a game, on a subway, whatever it may be, that is the lowest form of life you could ever do. To spit in a guy's face, then he lied and said he didn't do it. But Chris Paul was wiping the spit off his face after he tried to punch him back. It
5: was amazing. Yeah.
4: I, I couldn't believe it. Well, spit listen, in your
5: face. There if you, you go. Someone spits in your face. It's uh, it's an invitation to catch hands. <laughs> like that's the way it is. Yeah, and also yeah. when Chris Paul. When you put a finger in your face, that's when you get blessed with the hands as well. So I can understand why both uh, players were ticked off. The one thing I don't understand is why Brandon Ingram pushed James Harden in the first place. I, I yeah. don't understand that. It was a complete overreaction. It's like, yeah, you could be frustrated, but you don't go like shoving people and get tossed in the process. It was just a meltdown by Brandon Ingram.
4: Well, the good news is, I mean, if people are LeBron haters out there, and there are plenty of those, uh, this takes away from the 0-2 record the Lakers have at this point in time because they're talking about the fight and the altercation rather than the fact that the Lakers are 0-2,
5: right? That basically
4: was so lucky for LeBron in a sense.
5: Well, a little bit, yeah, but uh, it's going to take him a little while to gel. And Andy, trust me, I don't want to do... A whole thing on the Amy Schumer deal and the no. anthem stuff and all that. But no. I just want to say this, because Sammy K brought this up in Bronx Talk. All I want to say is this. When she's basically saying white players need to kneel or they're complicit and blah, 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 it's like, dude, are we really this stupid? Because your point is, until you kneel, you're not supporting the goal. <laughs> right, right. Are you serious stop, stop. right now? Like, literally think about that, Andy. Like, how many black players in the NFL have not taken a knee? Does that mean that they're against being treated better in this country? Of course not. So why does someone
4: ask Amy Schumer that question? Say, Amy, you know, if they're not kneeling, does that mean they're not supportive? I mean, ask some investigative Uh. reporter or someone on on those news talk entertainment shows, Entertainment Tonight, ask her that question. Instead of the ga-ga-wa-wa question, ask her that question and see what she has to say. And you know what? If you don't do another commercial, Amy, I
5: I could care less. I could care less. It's such an idiotic take where it's like, unless you kneel, you are not supporting the end of racial injustice. Really? Right. I don't see the logic in that. Maybe that's completely wrong. Maybe that's what it is. well i'll tell
4: you who i am supporting my guy jim harbaugh i like jim harbaugh he got a lot of heat and now all of a sudden he needed that win yesterday against michigan state he entered the game yesterday against michigan state with a record of one and five against msu and ohio state now all the wolverines have to do is beat penn state in two weeks and then november 24th they play ohio state so you know what this opening day loss to Notre Dame looks better every single week because Notre Dame's undefeated. And Jim Harbaugh right now laid it on Michigan State yesterday, 21-7. I'm happy to hear it. By the way, it wasn't a game filled with a lot of points, but it felt like Michigan was in control most of the way. This is what it sounded like when Michigan jumped ahead in the third quarter. Take a listen.
7: Patterson gets the football. Back to throw. Looks, throws. Throwing deep down the right sideline, and it's caught! Over the 50, down to the 30, yet it is all the way. Touchdown,
6: Michigan.
5: How
4: do you wow. like that? Seven
5: and one. Wolverines. He had a hard time saying Michigan. Touchdown, man. Who? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> um, by the way, though, Andy, how about this? In terms of total yardage, Michigan gave up 94 yards to Michigan State. 94 yards. That is great defense in Michigan State's offense. Whoo! You gain 94 yards. You could literally gain that in one drive, and they gain that for the game. That's a beatdown right there, man.
4: Well, this is not a good Michigan State team. I know they held them to 94 yards, but also Michigan State did not even convert any of the 12 third downs they had all day yesterday. This is not a good Michigan State team. And I, I tell you what, I'm not losing any sleep over it because I think what happened last year, what happened with those players, that it amazes me that Mark D'Antonio is still there as coach. Didn't they get rid of the president? The president's gone. The athletic director's gone, but he remains. That, to me, is amazing, but that's a story for another day.
5: Yeah, yeah, it is. I just want to hear that final call again, Andy Furman. Listen to me again with the win.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Michigan.
6: It doesn't sound as
5: bad when you isolate it. It's just when you hear the whole call. But I'll say this, Andy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to overreact the other way when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. And what I mean by that is sometimes our opinions are more of a reaction than an opinion. Because Jim Harbaugh has been getting crushed for losing too many games based on what his contract, what he earns, all of these things. He just hasn't had the success there at, at Michigan. He hasn't fared well against Ohio State. We know that. He's had a couple of big losses against Michigan State, yada, yada. So I don't want to then all of a sudden with Jim Harbaugh Rattling off seven straight wins and riding the ship. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, look at Jim Harbaugh. This is what Jim Harbaugh was paid to do. He's supposed to take down teams like Michigan State. So I don't think that we should go above and beyond that just because some of the critics have gone above and beyond nailing him when they haven't fared too well. You know what I'm saying? You said
4: something very interesting because I pick up on every word you say because it's worth listening to. That's why God gave me two ears and one mouth because I listen. You said that he's getting a lot of heat. Yes, he is because of the money he's been paid and the contract he has. I agree to some extent, but are you telling me that if he got paid less money or some other schmuck who was coaching Michigan, not not a big name like Harbaugh, making less money, would not get that heat? I disagree. I think Michigan has mm. that history of football, and they're supposed to be Michigan State, which is a, an arch rival of theirs. So it doesn't make a difference how much money he's making. Maybe no. the more money— well, if you make a lot more money, look, look at the, we talk about that with the Gruden situation yes, in Oakland. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, but he's not getting the heat that Harbaugh is getting, maybe because he hasn't been there as long. Oh, I,
5: I don't Andy, know. Andy, you think that Steve Wilkes with the Arizona Cardinals is getting the same amount of heat as John Gruden? No, I he should that? because
4: that's a bad team, no. and they no. knew going in is going to be a bad team.
5: Yeah, Arizona has a worse record already. They're 1-6. in six. They're the worst team <laughs> in the NFL. Okay, how about the 49ers? Kyle Shanahan getting a ton of heat right now. I know that Jimmy Garoppolo Hook, is down. Yeah, he'll but, get a pass. He'll yeah, get a pass because of Garoppolo. they get a pass. You know as well as I do, the main reason that John Gruden is getting as much heat as he is is because he's getting a hundred million dollars. He's got that type of contract and and coupled with the success in the past. Right? He's got a Super Bowl ring, right. so that ratchets it up a little bit too. But Frank Reich if Frank Reich with the Colts was making a hundred million dollars, the Colts are one in five. You think he'd be getting criticized a little bit more? How about Pat Shermer with his one in five record? But I if think he's a got a one hundred million dollar the- contract. He's going to be getting blasted a lot more. That's just the way right. it is.
4: But a point is, this: with Gruden people knew that team was six and ten a year ago. It's not. He's not going to turn it around overnight. Well, they, part, have people right? been
5: giving Gruden the benefit of the doubt? They have. Dude, he's who? not getting his. You don't what? think he's getting, he's not getting oh as much heat gosh. as I thought he would. Oh, well, you think Andy, he's getting that much heat? Is, all it is that you hear with Aunt, with Andy Gruden, with John Gruden is heat, <laughs> heat, heat, heat. This guy sticks. This guy sucks. Why would he trade Khalil Mack? Why this? Why that? Oh, I told well, you got heat for that be a disaster. Oh, wait, wait. That's You're all right. it
0: is. He, you he know, we, should, we you. should
5: bring in Kevin Figures because he's a big time Raiders fan. Okay, we should but ask he did if, get heat for the trade of, of Mac. That I get. Oh, my god! But he's not getting yes. heat for the one-loss record? I don't think it's oh, Kevin. Kevin oh, on, where in. have you get been? Get here. Do you turn on sports talk radio?
4: Come on. I don't think he's getting that much. I don't think people oh, care about that team that much.
5: Really? K-Fig, K-Fig, has John Gruden gotten heat or not this year for the one-in-five record? Oh, plenty of
1: it. Plenty of heat. yeah, he's got – Lots of heat. Yeah, no
5: doubt. $100 million.
4: Everything he does is not because of the $100 million he gets. But they know – and Kev, you're a fan. You know they weren't going anywhere this year. They were 6-10 a year ago, and without Mac, they weren't going anywhere.
1: Correct? Do you think
5: that's what people were saying before the season? I think no. most
1: most people thought that they would at least be competitive. I thought yeah. it would be unrealistic to think they were going to win 12 games like they did in 2016. Right. But if you were to say, I think the Raiders can possibly compete in the AFC West and have a chance to get a playoff berth in the last month of the season, I don't think that's unrealistic if Mack was still there. Yeah. No. And okay. things were clicking the way they thought And money would.
4: is a fact. There's, there's no doubt. Money is a oh, fact. I don't know how much time. money Pat Sherman makes for the Giants. He's getting heat without even knowing how much money he makes but the point is this that maybe they didn't expect anything in New York anyway they were they were bad last year and they may be worse this year but you know money is a factor but getting back to Harbaugh, i mean they're supposed to be even if they don't if they had a woman coaching if they had no one coaching they're supposed to be michigan state it's their arch rival school on their schedule right
5: agree on that uh no ohio state is their arch rival but listen uh... michigan state is a big time rival they've got a couple yes. you can have a couple well, sure. But I would have yeah. Ohio State above the Michigan State rivalry. And that game's going to be a brawl on the 24th of November. I can't oh, wait. yeah. But here's the thing, man, with with Jim Harbaugh, even if he runs the table, if they win 11 straight games, if they beat Ohio State, that would be a big-time accomplishment. But that's what Jim Harbaugh was brought to Michigan to do, you know? There's no so doubt. I, I don't think that you can go over the top throwing rose petals at his feet just because the critics and the naysayers have had a field day crushing Jim Harbaugh for not doing what he was brought to Michigan well, yeah, to do. And time will tell. Yeah,
4: it's too early to, to give him the rose petals. You're exactly right. Let's see. November 25th, I might do it.
5: If he beats Ohio State and runs the table, I'll yeah, do it then. And we'll see what happens in terms of the college football playoff where if they win the Big Ten championship, if they just run the table from here on out, they're going to have a really strong resume to overlook so we'll see if he can do it, but make no right. mistake, Andy. That's what he was brought to Michigan to do, and it shouldn't just be a love fest because they beat Michigan State, who is not a good football no, team. No,
4: I, I couldn't agree more. And you know what? That's what Urban Meyer was brought to Ohio State to do. When he fell on his face yesterday at Purdue, right? That's what yeah. he was brought for. So, and I don't know how much money Urban Meyer makes. I don't think he's making a hundred mil, but he's making some good coin. He's making about seven, right? For oh, making five, a lot, five, yeah. So oh, yeah, I mean, he's that's why he's good money, sc- right? But he's got a national
5: championship in his back pocket. That helps. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh's been nowhere close to that at Michigan. So we'll see. We'll see. It could be two schools heading in opposite directions. So that that finale at the end of the season, man, with Michigan at Ohio State. And they've had some close games in the past, too. Jim Harbaugh's been right there. But he's got to jump over that hurdle to get to anywhere significant. There's no doubt about that.
4: Right, and, and if he doesn't get into the Final Four this year, then i got to believe the heat will get even hotter. It really will, because that's what they expect, and certainly that's what he expects, for whatever the reason. I mean, it doesn't make a difference how much money they make. That's That was my point. I mean, money is a factor, and the more money you make, the more pressure is on you, not from you internally, but from you because of the outside sources like the media, the, the alumni, and the fans. That's where it comes from.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, sure, but... It's, two, it's twofold. It's the success that he's had. Jim Harbaugh's had a lot of success. We know what he did at Stanford. Got the three straight NFC title games with the 49ers. Was a whisker away from winning a Super Bowl. So when you bring Jim Harbaugh back to his alma mater, people expect big things to happen, especially Michigan fans. And then when you couple that with his paycheck, yeah, the expectations yeah. should be high. And he hasn't met those yet. So I don't. I don't think we should get giddy after a Michigan State win. That's all I'm saying. But I did.
4: I'm sorry. You did. I did.
5: You did. Because <laughs> I'm a Harbaugh a- guy. Because
4: we both shut. I, I like
5: That's Harbaugh why. too. I think these people that are saying get rid of him, get him out of there, you are out of your mind. Like, that is such you. a knee jerk reaction. Where keep him where he's at. Let him keep building it. He is good for that school. And although the results haven't been where the you know the, the fans want them. He is still a fantastic head coach to just kick him to the curb because you've been disappointed. That's going way too far with it, man.
4: People are crazy. That's what I call them. Faces. They are fanatics. Crazy. That's what they are. Brian, no, Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio. So you can get to us on Twitter at the No Show N O E Show at Andy Furman F S R, or if you choose eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, that translates to eight seven seven nine nine six. Six three six nine. Bottom barrel betting later in this hour, and of course, in hour number three, the chic himself, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, and my guy Brian Noe with knows picks. He's hotter than a firecracker. But their road to the playoffs starts today. That's next. Touchdown, Michigan. They both need this one. We'll explain that in just about a minute. 21 past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian noah I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, I got some great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. B, how do you like that? We're rolling right now. Panthers-Eagles today. Your Eagles playoff bound perhaps 3-3 three and three whoa. they are. Whoa. Panthers 3-2. and two. Last Listen week Panthers... Panthers lost to the Redskins 23-17. The Eagles beat the Giants, beat them up badly, 34-13. And both these teams beat the Giants. And I got the line for you right now. Are you ready? Carolina, Philadelphia, Philadelphia giving up five. Minus five.
5: Yeah, and you know what's funny is everybody freaking out about an Eagles team. The defending Super Bowl champs clobbering the terrible Giants. Who cares? That's what they're supposed to do. Like, we were just talking about Harbaugh not throwing rose petals at his feet for beating Michigan State, which is what he's supposed to do. Why would we throw rose petals at the feet of Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and company with the Eagles shellacking the terrible Giants last week? Why? Because Can you those answer fans, that one, Andy? That's what fans
4: do in Philadelphia. That's what they uh. do. Hey, look, if you would get a, a fan in Philadelphia after winning the Super Bowl to eat – Uh, horse manure, they'll do anything. And I saw that on TV, right? They were going crazy after the Super Bowl. So that's what fans do. And that's what makes sports great in a sense. In a sense, it does. If they smack around
5: the Panthers today, which I don't think they smack them around. Maybe they win this game. But if they were to win by three touchdowns, that's something you point to and say, hey, all of a sudden, Philly, they look like they've righted the ship. That would make more sense to me than what they did last week against a Giants team. Come on. I know it's a divisional opponent. I get all of that. But to beat up the Giants and to get the better of their offensive line and make Eli look old, that's what everybody's been doing. Okay? So we shouldn't all of a sudden just buy in completely that the Eagles have figured it out because they smacked around the Giants last week. If they do it today, that's going to make a big difference.
4: I tell you what, I couldn't agree more because everybody's beating up on the Giants. It was not a big accomplishment, but at least they won. And that's a step in the right direction for the Eagles. But last week, Cam Newton was, I guess you could say he's somewhat on fire. He was 27 for 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns. He rushed for 43 yards. But here's the the funny thing. If you look past the initial stats of 27 for 40 for 275, he only had 6.8 yards per pass attempt. So basically what they do, how do they get back to the playoffs? I mean, the Eagles, I don't know. But as far as the Panthers are concerned, it's McCaffrey and Newton. That's their offense right now. And they run the ball maybe about 50 60% of the time. They got to stop McCaffrey, the Eagles do, and-, and Newton, and maybe Newton's legs
5: and Newton's arms. Can the Eagles do that? I think they can at home. I really do. Well, I mean, look, I think it's a little bit more than just that because you get Greg Olson back. He's a good tight end. So he's going to get a handful of targets today. And Devin Funchess, I I mean, I'm not going to say he's an upper echelon wide receiver, but he's at least capable, right? He's at least capable of making some noise on any given Sunday. So I think it's more than just Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Granted, those guys are the bulk of the offense. I don't think it's the entire offense, but you go against the number two rushing defense in football. That's what Philly has. They give up about 80 yards per game. So if they're able to slow down a Carolina offense that averages five yards per carry and put it all in the hands of Cam Newton, that's going to be tough. If you make any offense one-dimensional with Philly's pass rush and that team is throwing the ball and that's the only way they can gain yards, man, that's a tough, tough team to beat. And the Eagles have won 13 of their past 15 at home as well.
4: You know, and me, I look at this game... I think the over and under was like 44, 45 points. I don't think they're going to score that. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game for some reason. Maybe I just – with the defense on the on the rushing side of the ball with Philadelphia and maybe weather conditions, which I don't know right now, but I know on the East Coast it's kind of damp and it could be wet. So I I think they're not going to pass the ball as much as they would. So I I don't think that over-under line, I think it's going to be way under
5: that. I really do. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. You might be right might be it's it's tricky when you get 45 you start thinking about it's a 24 21 ball game you know right that's not high scoring so in today's NFL if you're trying to get under 45 you don't have to have a team score you know like 38 points to have a chance 45 is relatively right in the middle in terms of an NFL total so we'll see that Philly offense they looked a lot better last week against the Giants and again it was the Giants. So I want to see what they do against the Carolina Panthers today because that Carolina Panthers defense, they can make you one-dimensional as well when they slow down your running game. So we'll see if Carson Wentz, who seems to be regaining his, his form from last year, if he keeps going in that direction, that's not an easy offense to slow down either, even though it's musical running backs at this point.
4: I'm going to quote the great Brian O because I remember a lot of the things that you say, most of the things that you say, this is a tremendous game more so for the Eagles and the Panthers. Should they lose today, they're going to do what you always tell me a lot of teams do, they get real tight. They yeah. get real tight because they'll be three and four and then they'll be looking like they have to win. They have to win and 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 the press will be unbelievable. The pressure that they receive from the media will be unbelievable that – You'll be right that they may not be headed back to the playoffs as a Super Bowl returning team. you know they'll just be out of it now. Next week they've got a London of all places to mm. play. Jacksonville, then a bye, and then it doesn't get any easy because they got Dallas, New York. Then they got a little bit of a respite with the Giants again. So this is a tremendous game for them. It really is more so than Carolina. They lose today, they may have to pack it in. I hate to say that, and you'll be
5: right. They lose today, I think it's over. Well, you're right. It's a big time game because that's a tough schedule. And that was one of the main reasons where I said, I don't see them being a playoff team because they're the team everybody's gunning for as the defending champs. And when you're playing that type of schedule, that is not easy to even be a playoff team. That's what <laughs> that's what makes the playoffs, the, the Patriots streak so amazing, really is to be on top for as long as they have when everybody in the AFC is gunning for them. I mean, everybody talks about how weak the AFC East is. How strong is the NFC East from an Eagles point of view this year? Really? How strong is it? Like, the Eagles should win it, but I don't believe they will. Time will tell if that's crazy or if that's true, but I think with their schedule coupled with every team gunning for them, and we've seen it at stages... They've lost two out of their last three heading into this game against the Panthers. Everybody wants to give them a free pass after losing to the Titans in overtime, losing to the Vikings at home because they blew out the Giants. Give me a break on that. It's well, they lost take to Tampa Bay also. Me. They lost earlier yeah. the other season to Tampa. Really? To Fitzmagic. So Fitzmagic, Magic. Come on. You know, it's no team has gotten more of a free pass from last year than the Eagles have in twenty eighteen. They're a 3-3 three and three completely average football team. And all anybody does is, oh, well, Carson Wentz, he wasn't healthy. And, oh, well, excuse here and reason here and free pass here and yada, yada. They are a 3-3 three and three average team. Your expectations should be much higher for a defending champion.
4: Well said. Brian, no, Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, this injury really hurts. And we'll tell you all about it next. But first to our guy, K-Fig, for the latest.
1: All right, Andy, we'll start in Major League Baseball. The World Series is now set. The Dodgers able to notch a 5-1 win in Game 7 of the NLCS in Milwaukee. Cody Bellinger and Yasiel Puig providing all of the offense. They both went deep for L.A. The Brewers' only run came on a solo blast from Christian Yelich. Game 1 of the Fall Classic will be on Tuesday night. On Fox from Boston. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In college football, number two Ohio State got steamrolled by Purdue, 49 to 20, an upset in the Pac-12 as well. 25th ranked Washington State held on for a 34 to 20 win over Oregon. Cougars had a 27 to nothing lead at the half. 10th ranked Central Florida stays unbeaten. They got a blowout victory over East Carolina. Alabama, Clemson, and Michigan each with victories. The Rockies beat the Lakers, excuse me, the Rockets. They beat the Lakers in L. A. one twenty four to one fifteen. James Harden scored thirty six points for Houston. Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo, both ejected late in the fourth quarter as they exchanged a couple of haymakers. Brandon Ingram from the Lakers also threw a punch and was ejected from the game as well. Elsewhere, Nikola Jokic had a triple double for the Nuggets and a victory over the Suns. Guys,
4: not you, Kev. See you in about an hour. That's Kevin figures. Our Sports update, man, today. Brian, no Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. And, of course, we're welcoming you back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And in about 10 minutes from now, bottom barrel betting, which my partner, Brian, no, is basically hotter than a firecracker. And he also has a
5: tweet, so I want to hear that as well. Go ahead, B. I like this from Scott. He tweets in and says... As someone said yesterday, Michigan State's pregame walk gained six more yards than they did in the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's pretty funny, man. I like that. Yeah. Man, Michigan State did nothing on offense yesterday. They had, what, 15 yards rushing? 15 yards, man. That's that's impressive. I know we're talking about. Let's not shower Jim Harbaugh with praise for beating a Michigan State team that's been no, it's a bad Hyde, Michigan State team. mostly high. Yeah. yeah, but you got to take your hat off to that defense when you only give up 94 yards of total offense to a ranked opponent at home. That's pretty mm. good, man. That is really Iowa good. Sam. Belated happy birthday, man. Oh, How well, you doing, you. Iowa Sam?
7: I'm today? great. I, I just wanted to say something. Um, this is a a little pun, a little joke I thought of earlier I didn't get to to say on Jonas's show, but with the weather, <laughs>
5: I'm glad we get your sloppy seconds <laughs> no, over here. No, it's not. It's
7: it's hot and fresh and hasn't been served yet. My little pun okay. in the oven. But all no, right. I was thinking with the weather delay and Michigan winning, we got to say with the the what was coming out of the sky, we got to say hail to the victors, am I right? Am I right?
4: Oh! Ow! There's hail
7: falling. Hail to the victors. You get it? Wow. Hail okay. falling, yeah. falling. Yeah. Very nice. I thought it was a good pretty, joke.
4: Yeah.
7: All right. Kev, Kevin heard it earlier and he just he said, it's not your worst. So, there you go. <laughs> That's true. That's true. By, right, by I'm, the done. Way, I'm, I'm
4: done. gonna I'm gonna applaud my partner here because I was like gung ho last week with the Green Bay Packers beating the Detroit Lions. Today the Lions play the Dolphins. Dolphins are four and two, Lions are two and three. Last week the Lions beat those Packers 31 23. And you called it, Bino. You called it. I, 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 I thought that was a gimme. I thought that game was a gimme, but it's not It's not Green Bay, and certainly it's not Aaron Rodgers at full strength, but still in all, Detroit beat him Last week, your Dolphins beat the Bears in OT, 31-28. And today, the line on that game, I have Miami plus three. Miami plus three against the Lions.
5: Yeah, and it's, I mean, really, for a 4-2 and two Dolphins team, you still have to wonder which team is going to show up, you know? Because right. they got absolutely crushed. Against the uh, the Patriots. That was ugly. And then they followed it up against your Bengals. And that was an ugly, ugly second half. Particularly the fourth quarter. Well, with those defensive touchdowns given up. Yeah, that was ugly. So, yeah, it was a great... Just uh, unforeseen win against the Bears. With Brock and Roll Osweiler back there. Well, but they scored today. 31 points, man. In overtime. Yeah, And he's back today against the Lions. And... Iowa Sam brought up an interesting point earlier uh, we were talking and he's like, Why why are the Dolphins underdogs here? You've got a dome team going out to just the the elements. We always talk about the elements being the the wind and the snow and the rain and all that. How about the heat? Yeah. That is a home field advantage big time the first couple of months in Miami. And for a dome team to go there from Detroit also. I want to see how the Lions, with their terrible run defense, handle the heat in Miami today.
4: Yeah, you're exactly right. But I tell you what, there's one thing on the Dolphins right now. You could talk about Brock Osweiler all you want. He's replacing the injured Ryan Tannehill. And uh, it's funny because the Dolphins put out their best offensive performance of the season last week with him. I'm not giving him any credit for that, but they did. But the one thing the Dolphins have, the future Hall of Famer and their running back, Frank Gore, I don't know how this guy does it. He's averaging almost five yards a game. I mean, how many years has he been in the league? What really, I mean, the guy is like a machine. He He's on his way to the Hall of Fame, and he's been on so many different teams, but with San Francisco, Indianapolis, now Miami, and sure. he still has it. He still has it. I mean, I, I, I'm impressed. And I don't think the guy gets the, the accolades that he deserves. You know, every no. once in a while you watch a game, you hear an announcement, oh, Frank Gore, what he has done <laughs> and the punishment that he has had to overcome all these years, and he's still – He's still pouring it out. He's still giving yeah. you the odds every game. It's,
5: it's amazing. I couldn't agree more. You're right. He was a third-round pick in 2005. That's unheard of for a running back to still right. be as productive as he's been. You're talking about it, just the running style, really, Andy, is he's between the tackles. He's no nonsense. He's like the running back version of Tim Duncan, you know? just yeah. it, No Great thrills, played, yeah. no Barry Sanders cuts, but just productive, man. Chewing up yardage throughout his entire career. And yeah, he's undersold. He's still not among, you know, name recognition wise. Look at the company he's around in terms of career rushing and look at where his name slots among the bigger names. You've got names like Eric Dickerson is a much bigger name than Frank Gore, but Eric Dickerson didn't gain as many yards. I think he's very similar to Curtis Martin. You know, in terms of name recognition, Curtis Martin never got the accolades that would be on the same level as his career rushing total would. You know, it just right. wasn't there.
4: It's amazing. It really is. And then, on the same, on the same token, and in a lesser, lesser degree, of course, on the the Lions side of things, Golden Tate is burning up the league, and no one knows about Golden Tate. And I don't mm-hmm. know if the Dolphins could stop him today. He's had five receptions in every game, thirty-three on the year and uh, I want to see if the Dolphins' defense can stop Golden Tate because Matthew
5: Stafford could have a field day today against these these Dolphins. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised because the Dolphins' pass rush is not very good. Cameron Wake, who doesn't seem to age either, he's been yeah. banged up quite a bit this year. Maybe he's just starting to age now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the case. But Cameron Wake's a beast, and without him, William Hayes is on IR because he tried to avoid landing on Derek Carr, didn't want to get a penalty and tore his ACL. Black Ice, the nickname of Charles Harris, their first-round pick last year, he hasn't been very productive. So if they keep Matthew Stafford clean in that pocket, he could do a lot of damage today, big-time damage.
4: There's no doubt about that. Now, I know you're a Dolphins fan. I want you to speak with your head now with your heart because in this game, I kind of like the Lions in a close one, but I like the Lions. I just think that they have too many weapons, and I, I don't
5: trust B. O. under center.
4: I just don't <laughs> trust that guy. I really don't.
5: Yeah, well, you might not have to trust him. That could be the good news, is the Detroit running defense is so bad. You might get a heavy dose of Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake today and take a lot of that pressure off of old B.O.'s plate, you know? So I I agree with you. I think that the lions probably come in after a buy. I think they probably get a road win. I, I don't love it. I love the over more than anything, more than picking the game. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored today. I would take the over 46 and a half. I love yeah. taking the over in these games in the heat, Andy, because you just see defenses wilt. I mean, look at the bears when they're trying to tackle Albert yeah. Wilson last week. It's amazing. And, you saw the Kenyon Drake fumble at the goal line that the Bears recovered. Akeem Hicks on the sideline, big defensive lineman. He was doubled over. He's just like, ah, ah, like sucking wind, man. It is hard do that again, to slow do down. That, again?
3: Ah,
5: ah, that was Akeem Hicks on the sideline. It's hard to play good defense in heat like that. So I would take the over in this one more than the and game. And it's funny Who you mention it? that because when we first started, discussing this game,
4: you talked about maybe Detroit going from a dome into the elements and people assume elements is rain, wind, snow, whatever it may be, heat. But remember also, and I got to believe that players are players and like Miami has to handle those elements too, even though they are the home team, they have to play in the heat. I mean, the defense, it doesn't get any easier for them because they're there.
5: Their defensive linemen have to play in that heat as well. So we'll see if they wilt. Right. Yeah. They're a little bit more used to it. Obviously, they're a lot more used to it, but that doesn't mean it's easy. So right. even if you're used to it, it's it's not a walk in the park. So yeah, that Detroit offense, and especially you think about this, pass rushing. If it's pass heavy and you're having great success and you're able to keep Matthew Stafford clean, that is tough to, to not wilt. If you're constantly yeah. trying to rush the passer, or play pass defense, what have you. It's just really tough to play good defense in the heat. Brian no, Andy Furman, we call this Fox
4: Football Sunday. And by the way, for free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Now, one of your hosts has something in common with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll tell you all about it in bottom barrel betting, which is freaking next. It's bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. Bottom-barrel betting coming right up about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. we got a game to play. What are we waiting for? Let's do it. You
3: got that thing for me? It's bottom-barrel. Bottom. Oh, no, You thought you was lame. Barrel. You put my Barry, Barry. money to sleep. You go
2: get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting.
4: Yes, it is, and it's a proud service of GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. Here's the man for the very last time, Ryan Dennis, your host. Hello, Ryan.
6: What's going on, guys? Hey, Iowa Sam came back in with a little bit of Kiss there. I, that, yeah. It always reminds me of uh, Role Models. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but uh, it's ba- basically the whole movie is based around the band Kiss. And so... It just reminded man, I'd me have that to see there.
5: that again because I don't remember. You don't remember that at that. All. Oh man! No. Yeah,
6: yeah. It's a it's a big big part of it. So,
5: Cause who's the um, who's the actor from the American Pie movies that's in role models? Oh, Jay- is it Jason.
6: uh oh, Jason is Jason Bateman. There you go. Jason Bates. No, not him, the other dude. Oh, uh oh uh the guy with three names. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That
5: guy, three yeah, name guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's a funny movie. Know. It's a hilarious Who? movie. I don't remember Kiss at all. <laughs> got love for cold gin though. I know you got love for that. You got love for that Andy Furman? Ryan Dennis no, does. Oh, I love it. Guarantee it. it. You gotta have a shot cold of cold gin. cold
4: gin right now.
5: <laughs> the song uh, cold gin. What are you doing? By, over uh, there? by the, the way, you, you know, I, yeah. I mentioned that one of the
4: hosts has something in common with the Arizona Cardinals. That's me. Because when it comes to this game, we're very, very similar. The Cardinals stink and I stink. That's the comment. <laughs> I, I yeah, can't but, dispute
6: that one because Brian's yeah, on a yeah. four week in a row hot streak right now. I can't it's just insane. It. Woo!
4: You know, I, yeah, I, I said I'm not gonna do. This, I'm not gonna do this anymore. We're gonna have Iowa Sam. You're leaving. Brian, have Iowa Sam take over next week.
6: Yeah, right. Brian only needs four more, and he wins the World Series. It seems like at this point, there my go. goodness. Yeah. So, speaking of that, it wasn't a great week, but you know, a win is a win. So, Brian, you went one. Uh, you got one out of three correct, but okay. it was good oh. enough to oh. get the win. And, I got nothing. And, Thank uh, you for
5: being winless, Andy. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh,
6: and surprisingly, both uh, Browns and Chargers kickers made every single kick in last week's game. So it was incredible. <laughs> I was
5: watching that game and they're just booting them through the uprights. And I'm like, who's going to miss? Someone's going to miss. <laughs>
6: Didn't uh, happen. All right. Well, we're moving on to this week here. Starting from uh, you know, the first game of last year's NFL International Series. So, you know, the ones in Mexico City and London. There's been there have been six blowouts, including last week's loss by the Raiders. Today's first game happens to be another London contest between the Titans and Chargers. You guys talked about it. Six thirty a.m. PT. Over under twenty two and a half point margin of victory between Tennessee wow. and Los Angeles. Oh Brian, my
5: gosh, wow. under my goodness, you think the Titans are going to get rolled that badly? I mean,
6: every other team, all of last year and this year, they've been it getting rolled happen. by that average.
4: So you know yeah. what?
0: Maybe. It's yeah. funny
4: you mention I- I'm going to say over. I say that the Chargers roll the Titans. After mm. coming off last week, the Titans were shut out by the Ravens. I'll
0: tell They're you, though,
4: don't
5: them. don't underestimate the power of embarrassment. And when you give up 11 sacks during one game, I think this Titans team, they might not be very good, but they're going to be highly focused and they're going to be ticked off and that might help them execute better today. where they at least keep it closer than what is it 22? 22 22 and a us? half 22 like and a half three touchdowns it. you don't think they can keep it within three touches? Oh, no, man, they got yeah. jet lag too. Mariota's
6: <laughs> looked anemic this so far this season. He's terrible. Yeah, he but has. uh yeah, I think 11 sacks was like one away from the like the NFL record so yeah, it was crazy. That they get paid was a too though.
5: Graceful performance. Right. <laughs> yeah, they they get paychecks.
6: Yeah, all right. Well, Bills at Colts. We're moving over to that one. It's up in a few hours, as I'm sure you've heard. The Bills will be starting Derek Anderson at QB, even though you know they just signed the guy off the street pretty much a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, he's been a pick machine, also throwing five interceptions in his last two games. So over under three and a half picks total. And Bills at Colts, we'll go with for both Andy.
4: teams for both teams. Yes, combined over. total. Oh yeah. Derek Anderson
5: will have that in the first quarter.
6: <laughs> <laughs> now, now I said Derek Anderson, not Nathan Peterman.
5: Yeah, I, he I just live though. I love how the reports come out where the team is like, "Yo, don't start Peterman. Don't even think about <laughs> right. it. Right? I'm going to take the under though. That's a lot of picks today. I mean, even if it's two interceptions by both quarterbacks, you know, that's what you'd have to to get to. To get to the over, assuming one doesn't have three or four, any more than two, I'm gonna take the under here. I think that. I feel good. I think Andrew Luck could have one. And as long as, uh, you know, Derek Anderson doesn't throw three, yeah, I'm going to take the under. I like the under. All right. I like uh, you guys both uh, on opposite
6: ends today. It's a good split here. And so I guess we'll do the final one here. Giants head to Atlanta to face the Falcons Monday night football. And with a loss, New York could be facing one and six on the season. So a simple yes or no on this one, guys. Will Odell Beckham Jr. be shown on the sideline yelling at an inanimate object? (laughs) Brian. Is a person count? No, No, it has to be be like a fan or a net or whatever.
5: How about if he's just yelling with no one in front of him?
6: Oh, that one's too easy. It's got to be at an object. It's got to
5: be an object. I go no, no on the Uh, object. I
4: go. Not only will he be doing it, yes, he'll be doing with his daddy there with him.
5: How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. How about that? (laughs) Obj senior heaven words.
6: Love it. (laughs) That's it, guys.
4: All right, thank you, and adios to you. Hey, by the way, we're coming up with one big hour right here next. Stay. A first since opening day. We'll explain that in just about a minute, but right now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free Right, quote. Here he is in the hour of power, the power hour, the most powerful man in sports talk radio today, the hardest working man in show business,
5: my partner and friend, the one, the only, Brian. No, hello, B. Hour three, do it fine, Andy Furman. Good to be with you here, man. As it is every single Sunday, I got a simple question for you. Well, I'm a simpleton. That's good. Yeah. In terms of the teams you root for. What yes. ticks you off most? Because let me give you a little backstory why I'm asking you this. Sure. Just a minute or so ago, was talking with my guy, Iowa Sam, mm-hmm. who was giving a shout-out to his Iowa Hawkeyes, you know? Yes. They yes. pitched a shutout yesterday, zero points given up, and he's happy about it. And so I started thinking, you know what? Iowa Sam is in a surly mood when his Hawkeyes lose, which is the way it should be. I right. am mad when Notre Dame loses. And I got to thinking, what's the one team above all others where you start like kicking objects if they don't win a game or something goes wrong?
4: You know what? Uh, I'm kind of beyond that because I'm a born and oh, bred New come Yorker. On. No, I tell you what because I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I grew up loving the New York Knicks. And there was a time when they lose, and they they lose constantly, so you just your foot hurts from kicking. That's the problem. <laughs> now the Yankees losing to the Red Sox that pisses me off pretty good. All right, really, I, I don't okay. throw I don't throw objects at the television set any longer. But you know it bothers me. It, but I, I wear it wears off for a while. But the funny thing, it's funny you mentioned that because the other night I'm watching Jimmy Kimmel. I love Jimmy Kimmel. He's from Brooklyn, born and bred there. And he did mm-hmm. his show this past week from Brooklyn. And they went out in the street and they spoke to people on the street and what they thought of the Red Sox beating the Yankees to the mm-hmm. World Series. Oh, my goodness. The F-bombs that were bleeped out. (laughs) And I'm talking about, like, young girls, you know, young, maybe teenage girls, young women, professional women. The the language, I mean, the the hate, the toxic (laughs) poison that came out of their mouth. F the Red Sox. I mean, that to me was, that's a New Yorker. That's a sports fan. That's loyalty to its best. It's passion over
5: there and craziness. Yes. It's a good mixture of passion and crazy. Yeah, but you get that. I was just curious. I didn't know if it was like the Reds managerial search. I didn't know if that was See, that's a you shot. kicking that's things. A, I, that's a cheap shot below <laughs> my belt. That's a shot because I tweeted
4: that early on today, and I'll tell you why I tweeted it. The Reds announced about three, four hours ago that Jim Riggleman's out of the running for manager. I mean, uh-huh. this is – it's a story. It just came out about three or four hours ago. They just announced that Jim Riggleman's name has been gone. He's finished. He's not going to be considered manager for the Reds next year. And right now the, the head – I guess the front runner is David Bell. So I put that on Twitter. Uh-huh. Jonas Knox jumped all Listen over me in, in the show you. before. I said, now you're taking a shot. I know. <laughs> I know it's football season, and I live in, in the Cincinnati area. It's, it's big news in Cincinnati. You know, outside of a 12-mile radius, no one cares. I get it. I do. Yet you'll still talk about it because you can't help yourself. You no. care. You care to a fault. I do care. I, I do care. Let, let me tell you something that bothers me: the month of October. The month of October. If you're a sports fan, why, you why? gotta hate it. It sucks. Why? Let me tell you why. Because I love sports. But I also believe that sports should have their own lane. You got October, Whoa, where like everything's meshing. You got on. NFL, you got NBA, you got NHL, you got the World Series, you got college football. You got everything here in the month of October. Last night, I really would have loved to lay back and watch the Dodgers play in that Game Seven against Milwaukee. I had a flick back from the Kentucky football game against Vanderbilt to Ohio State's football game when they got clobbered by Purdue. I can't I can't do it. I can't live like that. I think each sport should stay in their own lane.
5: No way, Andy. This okay, is a great fine. time. This is one of the best times of the year. All Too this stuff going, going on. on at the same Too time. Much. You just got to get a couple more TVs, you know? I got Tree four. Phone. How many do I need? I got four. Uh, that's enough. That was enough to, to – keep tabs of everything going well my on wife wanted to
4: watch that movie on hbo with uh, the plane boss the plane that was which on one is that
5: <laughs> with the, uh, yeah the fantasy the, the, island that's all i know my the, mom used the, to the, always say that it the, was plane, a, a biog- the
4: plane yeah, the plane a documentary of uh, Hervey, the the tattoo man Hervey, right they did a documentary on him on hbo last night so i was watching that a little bit that's too T- all, all the tvs were on well, everything was on list. Everybody's rocking and rolling. Plus NBA games. It's, it's really too much. I mean, for the sports. Fan. And I understand why Andy. operators of major sports, you know, have a problem. Because there's too much competition within their own field, under their own umbrella of sports. And I'll go one step further. That's why people are more concerned with the actions of the players. You know, rather than the game itself, like that Michigan-Michigan State game, it was all about the incidents during the game with Odell Beckham. That turns people off with the yelling and the screaming. That—that's the problem no, right now. It's not the not.
5: game anymore. No, Andy. People are not uh. turning the game off because of the antics. If anything, people started watching that. Michigan-Michigan State game just to see if there was going to be any bad blood. Bad blood yeah. sells. We love bad well, it, blood. It
4: does sell, but you know what, though? I, th- I think it does take away from the game. It-, it does tick off a certain percentage of people. Not me. I like what. it. I like it.
5: I'll tell you. Andy, straight from the get-off-my-lawn playbook, chapter one is complain about too much good stuff to watch at once. Come on. Well, That's a you know great what? problem to have. You
4: know what, though? I love sports. and It's not a complaint. It's like... It's hard to – it's like multitasking in the world of sports. It's hard to choose in my heart of hearts what I want to watch. I like Kentucky Vanderbilt, and Snell hit a, scored a touchdown to give Kentucky at a 14-7 win, so I watched that on the SEC network. Did, back. He he, Did he take a
5: Snelfie? That's how he celebrates,
4: takes a Snelfie. Yes. Yeah. But I, no, I like a to real sit thing. and that's watch joke, one event. What he does. So what do you what do? I mean, it. I want to watch one event, and it's very difficult to watch one event in the month of October
5: because there's too many events going on. That's all I'm saying. Well, I sports bar it. You know, I that's how I get down for the right. uh, early games on Sunday. The lovely Christina and I, we will go to a sports bar and we'll watch the early games and then we'll go back and we'll hang out instead of, you know, I don't want her to grow roots in the sports bar. So <laughs> I've got the Sunday ticket, so I'll go back and I'll have all the games on for the afternoon games, So I see everything. Same concept when it comes to, like, last night we were in here. I was doing the show with E from Salam. And all those games were going on. I was doing a show while all those games were going on. You know? It's a great problem to have. Got all that stuff. And I I would go flip back and forth between the uh, baseball and the Oregon game. I was watching mostly the Oregon game and was checking in on baseball. Right. But, yeah, it's it's no big deal, So we did the same thing.
4: We're checking in. I just – I like to watch a game. I like to say, this is the game I'm going to watch, but you can't do it in October because there's too many things going on. But I'll tell you one game I – You catch the big
5: stuff, though, and Chris Taylor, what a catch – Love the catch. robbing Christian Yelich, which would have been yes. a game-tying, probably a double, maybe a triple, depending on where the ball ended up there. But that was a huge catch. And then Yasiel Puig, three-run homer. You and you talk about that? a guy who he called his shot and said that they were going to go to the World Series and win the World Series. And then he comes up with the biggest hit of the series in the NLCS yes, to take the Dodgers to the World Series. And the Fox suits, they were doing Tiger Woods fist pumps, when L.A. Right. beat right. Milwaukee, <laughs> you get the yeah, Dodgers sure versus the Red Sox, major markets. It's a beautiful setup, man. It's great. It certainly
4: is. I'll tell you one game I'm going to watch though today, Vikings or the Jets. Vikings 3-2-1, and Jets 3-3. and Jets right now, Plus three and a half, plus three and a half in that Jet game today. And both teams are on a two-game winning streak. Vikes beat the Arizona Cards last week, and the Jets beat Indy last week. And Sam Donald went 24 for 30, 280 yards, two TDs, one interception, and in the Indy win. So right now, Donald's back in good graces with, guess with the fans and the media in New York. This is a pretty good game. This is a pretty good game right now, just like the Eagles have to win today. I think the Vikings need this game
5: badly. They do. They definitely need to win this game. They should win it. And I'll give Sam Darnold a lot more props if he has an equally good game today against Minnesota. And Minnesota, they don't have the defense they had last year, but that's still a good defense and much better than the Colts. There's no doubt about that. So if Sam Darnold can string together good back-to-back games and today against the Vikings, I'll give him a lot of credit. But uh, it's not going to be easy today against them. No, but who do you like, though? I like the Vikings. I think the Vikings get it done today. I mean, it's kind of a dangerous game to play when we go back, but the way the Arizona Cardinals played on Thursday night, oh. and for the Vikings to, yeah, it was a ten-point win, but it wasn't impressive. It wasn't emphatic. It wasn't anything like that. They were still sloppy. You know, I'm still waiting for this Vikings team to put it together where they look like the 13 and three Vikings from last year. And they just haven't been able to do that yet. So I can't fully buy into them. But I just think they're simply a better team than the Jets at this point. They got a decimated secondary. Look for Adam Thielen to have a huge game today. Because you're going to have a sixth-round rookie trying to guard him with, uh, what is it over there? Perry Nickerson. Yeah, when you get all Perry Nickerson matched up on, on Adam Thielen, that is a big-time mismatch. So, look for the Vikings to take advantage of that.
4: Yeah, you caught 11 passes last week. You know, you're right. The Vikings are going to win this game. They're just a better team, but probably one of the better games might be the best game of the day. The Saints at the Ravens. Saints four and one, Ravens four and two. And a loss for the Saints today would be their first loss since opening day. That 48 40 loss to Tampa Bay. And I'm looking at the line right now. It looks right now that Baltimore minus two and a half. Baltimore giving up two-and-a-half to New Orleans today. This is a good game. It really is. And, of course, the game is in Baltimore. So we'll see what happens now. Ravens' defense is tremendous. Shut out Tennessee last week, 21-zip. And uh, the Ravens have one of the NFL's best third-down defenses. So this Mm -hmm. game matches one of the league's best passing attacks with Drew Brees. It's one of the best pass defenses. So we'll see what happens
5: today. Yeah, and how about that? The Ravens are the only team Drew Brees hasn't beaten in his 18-year career. Only team. That's the last one. He's got to check off the list. And I'll tell you this. If you look at the saints, I know the matchup is what you're saying, Andy. It's that saints offense against that Ravens defense. That's going to be fantastic to watch. Correct. But if you look at the opposite, if you look at the saints, they've got the seventh lowest pressure rate this season. And Joe Flacco has actually been very good when not pressured. He's got eight touchdowns, one pick in those situations. So, when he's got a clean pocket, believe it or not, Joe Flacco has been doing some damage this season.
4: Well, he's got the, you know why? He's got some young, fast receivers, which he hadn't had in the past. He's got a decent run game, too, right now. So, But, but still, in all, I, I think at the end of the day, you've got a great defense, which to me will always beat a better offense. And I think the Ravens are going to win this game. It'll be a close one. It'll be a real close game, but I think the Ravens win. Maybe one of those games
5: that last team with
4: the ball wins the game.
5: Yeah, it's a tough one for me to see, Andy, because I really the games that are tough to forecast are the ones that I can totally see going each way, like the opposite happening. I can see the Saints, even though they don't play great defense, keeping Drew Brees relatively clean today, and their offense scoring enough points where the Ravens just can't match points. And I can see the opposite happening, where the Ravens play really good defense, the Saints can't get pressure on Joe Flacco. And the Ravens just keep rolling. They're in a bit of a groove right now. I can see both things clearly happening. And so it's a toss-up for me, man. And when it's a toss-up, you probably favor the home team.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, when it comes right down to it, I mean, Baltimore's tremendous at home. They really are. And it's going to be very tough at home also to beat. So I think if I were to uh, make a pick, if I had to make a pick in this game, I would pick Baltimore in a close game probably by three or four points. No more than that.
5: Less than a touchdown, I'd say. Yeah, should be a good one, man. Maybe you go teaser. Maybe you throw this game into a teaser where you get extra points. What do you think? We should do that, Andy Furman? I would I've been say having you, some success with teasers this year. You will not have this game in nose
4: picks. That I could promise. <laughs> You're right about that. I knew that. <laughs> I will Brian. not have it. All right. Brian No, Andy Furman. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And by the way, the lineup, as always, nose picks will be... At the end of this hour, prior to that, we'll have Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez is the chic Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. He will be at the bottom of the hour, which is eight thirty Eastern time. So Alex will be here as well. So we got so much going on. You could be here too. How on Twitter at the No Show N O E Show at Andy Furman F S R, or we'd love to hear from you by the phones eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six. Six three six nine. Now give him the ball, and all will be well. That's next. This once was a great rivalry. We'll tell you all about it in just about a minute. 21 past the hour on a Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we are proudly brought to you by Discover Card. Become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned, dollar for dollar, at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com forward slash match limitations apply B. we got this right now right here alex marvez bottom of the hour 8 30 eastern the chic will tell you everything you want to know about the nfl but right now we're going to talk cowboys at redskins, cowboys three, and two. How about redskins cowboys three and two how about the cowboys right now and dallas right now is uh i get well washington is minus one washington is minus one i'm surprised i thought it'd be bigger mm. than that i, yeah. I was surprised were,
5: are you a little bit surprised with that line well, it's changed a lot, man, because, well, actually, the, the Redskins are one-point underdogs at this point, so the money has really, really shifted where the, the Redskins were initially favored by two points, and now all of a sudden, they're a one-point underdog, so lots of cowboy money, and look, we know it's America's team. They're incredibly popular, and they just boat-raced Jacksonville 40-7 to 7 last week. But it's been a different team on the road. They're still looking for their first road win. And I don't know if they're going to get it on the road against the Washington Redskins. Both teams have been Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know which team is going to show up. Because the good Redskins have been pretty good last week. Taking down the Carolina Panthers. Smacking around the Packers. But then they've lost at home to the Colts. So it's hard to figure them out. And the Cowboys... Sometimes they'll look like they did last week. Sometimes their defense looks fantastic. And then other times their offense is so inept, they're just not good enough to outscore the other team.
4: Well, the Redskins had a pretty good defense. I think the key to the Redskins right now, can Adrian Peterson, their running back, can he find some holes in that Dallas defense? That's the key. And I'm surprised Adrian's averaging almost, what, four, four and a half yards a carry, which, you know, at his age, with what he's been through, uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that he's still playing, to be honest
5: with you, really. Yeah, not bad. He's been pretty good up and down this this year and due to some injuries. But you think about that Cowboys offense, man. They're averaging just 12.3 points on the road this season and gaining under 300 yards. They've gained 276. That's what they average in their three road losses. So I, you got to see which team shows up. But I'll tell you this, Andy. The Washington Redskins under Jay Gruden, they have not handled success very well because over the last 3 years they are 9 in 16 after winning a ball game. How decrepit is that record?
4: That's that's weak. And that's you know what really you talk bad. about the that that offense on the road for Dallas. I mean, it's almost inexcusable when you got a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who is second in the league in rushing with 586 yards. He has three 100-yard games himself, averaging more than five yards a carry. And what Dallas needs to do, what they should do, and they did it after their first couple of games, stick the ball in his belly or let him Mm -hmm. get the ball running out from the backfield for a catch. I mean, give him the football because he's their offense. He is to that team is what Christian McCaffrey is to carry Carolina, given the ball.
5: Yeah. And I would also say the same thing about Dak Prescott because he's lethal running the football and he does a great job of not taking a ton of punishment because he'll run it and then he'll also slide. He's a lot like Russell Wilson. He's more like Russell Wilson and less like Cam Newton because Cam Newton is likely going to try to truck a free safety. You know what I mean? where Dak Prescott, he'll get what he can, and then he gets out of harm's way, so he's not taking a ton of punishment. So when he's able to mix the run with the pass, I think that's when he truly becomes dangerous. And that's what you can do, man. You don't have to be this stay-in-the-pocket, only stay-there-and-do-nothing-else type quarterback. Play to your strengths, and one of his strengths is running the football, and that's when he becomes really, really tough to defend is when he cranks the running game up.
4: Yeah, I mentioned coming into this segment that this was once a great rivalry. I'm talking about the Rams and the 49ers, and be- believe it or not, they meet today again. The Rams are a perfect 6-0 and to 49ers, uh, decrepit 1-5, and and the spread on that game is uh, about 8.5. San Francisco's getting like 8.5 I, last time I looked. What do you have them at?
5: Yeah, I've got it at 9 right now, but right. again, half point depending on where you look, it's all good, right. but... Yeah, you Rams think about d- the 49ers. It's it's all about pick your poison. What do you try to slow down? You know? You, you I mean, try to j- slow down Todd Gurley, make Jared Goff beat you? Right? He can. No Cooper Cup today. That helps a little bit. But you got a lot of weapons over there with the Rams. And you got to take someone away that's the the tough part is look at what the Patriots did last week against the Chiefs. If you hone in on one player or one aspect of the offense, they have so many weapons over there in KC. It's hard to just slow that offense down, let alone right. stop it. Forget about stopping it, slowing it down. What do you do against the Rams? If you're a a defensive coordinator, you try to slow down Todd Gurley, take your chances with Jared Goff? I'm with you right there. Try to slow down Gurley. But I will tell you
4: something. Because right now, in my heart of hearts, I think Gurley is going to be the MVP of the league if, in fact, they had the voting today. But you look at what happened Mm -hmm. last week. The Rams struggled at Denver. They went by 3-23-20. And the 49ers... You know, I thought that game was to be a lopsided game. They lost 33-30 at Green Bay, and they gave Green Bay everything they wanted. But you look at the quarterback situation, and now they have an excuse because Garoppolo's out in San Francisco. But C.J. Bethard, he's got seven turnovers in his first three starts. You can't win football games like that. The key is turnovers. Keep the ball. Have possession of the football. When you have the football, you have an opportunity to score. may not be a touchdown, but once you get into that red zone area, maybe you can get a field goal. If you turn the ball over, you're finished. You just can't get it done. And you're right. Too many weapons on L.A. L.A. is going to go 7-0 and today. But if you look at what happened last week, you know, the like 49ers in Green Bay. I mean, something's going on in Green Bay. And I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers is not 100%. Mm. He can't be with that team struggling, losing no. to the Lions and struggling against the 49ers.
5: Yeah, well, it's... It's more so what's around Aaron Rodgers than it being Aaron Rodgers. He clearly isn't 100%. He's still limping around pretty good out there, but he's still playing great football. He really is. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is throwing two, three picks a week, and you're like, wow, this guy's clearly not himself. He's not healthy, yet he's still basically close to himself in terms of production. It's amazing what he's been doing. But they don't have a great defense over there. I wonder if this game lends itself to an overreaction based on last week. You know what I mean, Andy? Where you look at the Rams, like you said, they didn't play one of those vintage Rams games on offense. They grinded it out. Todd Gurley was amazing with over 200 yards rushing. But the the Broncos scored late and got the backdoor cover, so it looks like it was a closer game than it actually was. And the 49ers, frankly, surprised us, keeping the game as close as they did against the Packers and having a chance to win it. So I think maybe you're thinking of week six heading into week seven where styles make fights, and I don't know how this 49ers defense is going to slow down the Rams' offense. You're going to have to have a lot of fluky, weird stuff, turnover city for the Niners to keep this one close, I believe.
4: Well, I'm with you right there, and I think it could be a very high-scoring game in the sense that the Rams could put up a lot of points. When I say high-scoring, I think the Rams could really run. I mean, the over-under, I got is 52.
5: Right, and and that's the thing, Andy, is – If you're the defensive coordinator, if you're Wade Phillips game planning for the 49ers, what do you do? You slow down Matt Breida. You make CJ Beathard beat you. I like my chances, (laughs) right? You got to love your chances if you're thinking about about CJ Beathard outscoring your offense. So I'm doing everything I can to slow down that running attack of the 49ers today.
4: And I would not be surprised, I'm going to go on record by saying this, if the L.A. Rams put up a 50 spot, half a hundred.
5: 50 today, huh?
4: Yeah, that could be. I'm really well, we got to take that. the over
5: if if that's what you're going with, okay. right? The, yeah. the yeah. Niners are good for a field goal, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> you think? Mate, you would hope. Really. <laughs> really? So, I mean, Man, that could would suck. You bet the over and the... The Rams shut him out 50 to nothing. <laughs> right.
4: I mean, this game could get out of control early and uh, and often if the Rams get a fast start. And uh, they usually do. So we'll see what happens. And I think they want to prove to everybody. I mean, I'm thinking like the coaching staff will tell them this is a pregame hype. You know, uh, last week you sweated at Denver. You won by three. Let's show them that we're the best offense in the league. You know, the whole rah-rah. Yeah. And they come out and they maul ma- these guys.
5: Well, and, and the other thing, Andy, keep this in mind, too, because the Chargers – Took the Niners lightly and barely beat them. The Packers didn't play well. And I think to some degree, they took them lightly, even though it's a Monday night stage. So that's bad for the 49ers today. You've been, Sean McVay is able to say, hey, look, guys, we got to be on it. We got to be focused. We can't just go through the motions and expect to win. So I think the Niners keeping it close the last few games hurts them in this spot against the Rams because I don't believe the Rams will take them lightly.
4: No doubt about that. Brian, no. Andy Furman, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And fathers seem to be the best supporters. And Alex Marvez explains... But first, we go to our guy Kevin Figures for the latest.
1: All right, Andy, we'll start with some news out of the NFL this morning. Just about an hour or so, we'll have the Chargers taking on the Titans from Wembley Stadium in London. Chargers running back Melvin Gordon has been nursing a hamstring injury this week. He is officially inactive for today's game. However, according to a report from ESPN, Chargers star defensive end Joey Bosa is expected to make his debut on November 4th oh. after their bye week. So look forward to that, helping out that defense. And also for today's game, Titans safety Kenny Vicaro also inactive. Last night in baseball, we had the Dodgers notching a 5-1 victory in Game 7 of the NLCS in Milwaukee. Cody Bellinger with a two-run home run. He also took home MVP honors for the series. Game 1 of the World Series will begin Tuesday night around 8 Eastern. It will mark just the second time the Red Sox and Dodgers have faced off in October. The only other time was way back in 1916. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience college football number two Ohio State got steamrolled by Purdue 49 to 20 Washington State held on for a 34 to 20 victory over Oregon after getting out to a 27 nothing lead at halftime in the NBA the Rockets beat the Lakers 124 to 115 James Harden scoring 36 points for Houston Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul both ejected for exchanging punches Brandon Ingram was ejected as well wins for the Pistons Hornets and the Boston Celtics gentlemen
4: Kevin thanks so much great job today have a wonderful day Kevin Figg is the man right now, but Alex Love Marvez K-Fig. is coming right up. He's the Great man. Job. He is the man. Alex Marvez is coming right up. He's the chic, and it's Brian Noah and Andy Furman. We call this Fox Football Sunday, and of course, we want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easier to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Nose picks in about 10 minutes for now, but right now... We're going to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. The Sheik himself, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, with Brian No and yours truly. Hello, Mr. Sheik.
0: You know, I love starting off my Football Sunday speaking with you guys. You keep me on my toes. Always enjoy trying to share whatever information I have gleaned from talking with my folks around the NFL this past week.
4: Well, thank you so much. But, Sheik, you know, first it was Lonzo Ball's dad, and now Odell Beckham Jr.'s father went on social media to defend his son and accused the Giants owner John Mara of hypocrisy. How do you keep this guy in your team, honestly, really?
0: Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with the Giants, right? You pay someone. They, they, did, they put the, the horse before the cart, right? Or the cart before the horse. Think about it like this. You don't wait this year to see, is Odell Beckham Jr. going to change? Is he going to maybe work himself more into the team fabric? Is he not going to say things that put the franchise in a bad light and then we'll pay him? A contract to make sure that this is the direction we want to go down no instead you're paying odell beckham jr sixteen point four million dollars on the average to do exactly what he's doing right now i mean you did you think it was going to change it now that he's been paid Well, what responsibility does he have to the Giants, right? He's going to speak his mind. And, you know, throwing more gasoline onto the dumpster fire that is Eli Manning's NFL career at this point, causing that problem. And now the assault on water. And look, somewhere you have to draw a line. Odell Beckham Jr. saying he doesn't like water. And this is potentially leading to dehydration (laughs) issues. I mean, you know, really, and, and, you know, again, you know what? I think John Mara should be criticized not for hypocrisy, but for running this franchise into the ground in recent years. Look at where this Giants team is at. You know, what's their future? I mean they got an aging quarterback. They have no one really that we can count on to, to be good in the future. We don't know what Kyle Laletta is. They gotta work on the offensive line still. I mean that's still a mess. And the defense, I don't think that personnel really fits in with what James Betcher wants to get done, so they gotta make some more changes there. Ay, 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 ay,
5: You know, Alex, this ankle injury with Khalil Mack, do you think it goes as far? to negate Rob Gronkowski probably being out. Do you think that it negates the advantage for the Bears defensively with him being a little bit gimpy?
0: Well, you know, listen, Mac is going to make his 70th straight, uh, or he's going to play in a 70th straight game. He actually didn't start one game when he first arrived in Chicago, and that's unfortunate for him because he had that starting streak going. But we have to see, you know, that's the thing. We just don't know how, how, you know, how much he's going to be able to do on that ankle. We do know Rob Gronkowski most likely out. Of course, this hits him in the pocketbook as well. $62,500 flies out the window, because that's the amount of money that he makes for every game that he is active. It also is, is makes it more difficult for him to collect on an incentive package. He could be collecting $3.3 million. Reportedly, his back locked up in practice on Friday. They decided not to have him take the trip to Chicago. So it's been interesting, an interesting season as well. Tom Brady, he's used to this by now, right? Not having all his weapons. First four games, no yeah. Julian Edelman. Finally get everyone back, and then boom, Gronkowski goes down, at least for a week. Now, again, ESPN's reporting that he should be back, Gronk should be back for the Monday night game against Buffalo. Got see on Mac. You know, and this Bears team, it was so disappointing last week, but there were shenanigans. Yes, dare I say shenanigans pulled by the <laughs> Miami Dolphins, yeah. not being forthcoming with this Ryan Tannehill shoulder injury. Brock Osweiler goes, you're game planning for a different quarterback. It is, a di- it is an adjustment for this team and the Dolphins being investigated for shenanigans on the injury Mm. report.
4: Right. Speaking of shenanigans, let's talk about Blake Bortles, the quarterback. Three touchdowns, (laughs) six turnovers in a two-game span. Is his time in Jacksonville running
0: out? Yes, I mean if he, if this is the way the season is going to go, I mean look, you still there are baby pe- there are people in that organization that bang the drum for Blake Bortles. And he's a guy who's extremely popular among his teammates. They they really he really is. They believe that he's a winner. He works hard. You know, he's just not a dynamic player and, and the problem they're having is Third and longs, and this was the fear of the Jaguars organization going into the season, that they would be stuck in third and long situations potentially, and they would struggle to convert. I I don't think the offense is as disappointing as the defense. I mean, they gave up 40 points last week to Dallas. To Dallas, okay? Mm. I mean, Cole Mm. Beasley is still catching passes against them because they can't cover guys in the slot, and that comes off the game they played against Kansas City, where the Chiefs also put up 40 points. I mean, this is not, the Jaguars are spending so much money on the defensive side of the football, have so much blue-chip talent. They have to figure some things out right there. Big game against Houston, and I'm telling you, the Indianapolis Colts did that division a disservice. They could have crippled the Houston Texans' chances for competing in this division by just going for the tie. You know, in overtime, you know, don't go for it on fourth and four. Play for the tie. You're going to stay, you'll stay buoyant as far as the playoff race. But at that point, the Texans would have been 0-3-1, and they they would have pretty much been over. Instead, by having the chance to win that game, by stopping the Colts and then going and convert the field goal, they've won three straight. They're now sitting on top of the division with Tennessee and Jacksonville, and the Colts are sitting down at the bottom. Dumb, 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 dumb.
5: How about this game, Alex? Saints at the Ravens. Ooh. Love the matchup of the Saints' offense, Ravens' defense. How do you see that one shaking out?
0: Does anyone play defense in the NFL anymore? I think it's the Ravens and anyone else. I mean, really, I mean, when you think about it, right? I mean, they've been you know so dominant—eleven sacks against the, the Tennessee Titans. In fact, Marcus Mariota—they just sacked him across the pond. I don't know if you're aware of that. They just got a twelfth. <laughs> I mean, that's how. I mean, that's how well they're playing. Uh, you know, and on offense, a little bit of hit and miss. You know, for them. I mean, look, Joe Flacco up. Joe Flacco down. I mean, that's how it is. But, you know, it, 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 the Saints, Drew Brees has never beaten the Baltimore Ravens. So he hasn't played them a whole heck of a lot either. But he has never won a game against them. He is 0-3 in his NFL career. Here's a stat that may surprise you. Did you know that the Saints have the NFL's number one run defense? 71 point four yards a game. That is all they're giving up. This defense is starting to come together a little bit more. By the way, another milestone for Drew Brees today. Sadly, I don't think we'll see David Baker, the Pro Football Hall of Fame president, and his jazz hands glove, uh, you know, to collect the football. But we do see uh we uh Drew Brees one more touchdown pass. If he throws it, he will join Peyton Manning, Brett Favre and Tom Brady in the five hundred club, five hundred career scoring mm. throws.
4: Love it. Now, Alex Marvez, I'll give you credit. You called it. You said, don't show this team any love yet. So I got to ask, are we seeing the Bengals coming down to earth? They failed against the Steelers last week. It was disgusting. And they play at Kansas City tonight.
0: You know what, and this is another thing, Andy, are we going to get the Bengals coming back to earth and looking like they usually do in prime time, which is absolutely horrible, right? right. I mean, there was there was an anomaly earlier this year. They were able to beat, you know, the Baltimore Ravens in, in week two, but normally when the lights are on and the spotlight is on Andy Dalton, he withers. I mean, this is really just what it is in prime time games. And having to go to Kansas City the way they are, you know, the NFL schedule makers doing uh, the Bengals no favors because that place is going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be all Chiefs fans going against them. The question is this, can they make some hay against what is, and I'm not joking when I say this, Andy, the worst pass defense through six games since 1940. Mm. No team has given up more passing yards, 2,000-plus than the Kansas City Chiefs through Jeez. the first three games. So, yeah, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, those guys, I mean, they could have a field day working against them. We could get some high-scoring points, but I just think Kansas City right now with the way Patrick Mahomes is playing it, unless the Bengals' defensive line can truly affect him, if Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, those guys can have a big game. If they don't, look for them. Look for the Chiefs to do even more than what the Steelers did, taking advantage of that Bengals' secondary.
5: I know, Alex, you were all giddy last week. You almost busted out your E-A-G-L-E-S (laughs) Eagles chant on us. (laughs) Highly impressed with them beating the Giants by three touchdowns. Let me ask you this. Do you trust, honestly, do you trust the Eagles yet in 2018?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the best team in the division. Who else do we trust? That's part of the problem. In in the NFC East, who do we trust? Do we trust the uh, Jekyll and Hyde Washington Redskins? Uh, you know, that, that have absolutely nothing going on in their passing game right now. And the report is Chris Thompson. By the way, in today's NFL, when mm. you have a running back who is your leading receiver and it's not even close, you got some issues with your offense because everybody's mm-hmm. throwing the football downfield. Chris Thompson unlikely to play today, which is a blow against the Dallas Cowboys. Do we trust the Cowboys? I mean, they've actually, What's weird is through the years, they've been a worse home team than road team. I don't know if they get fat and happy at home and go out and enjoy the nightlife and then don't show up on Sundays, but they've been a better home team this year. They've been lousy on the road. I don't trust them. And you talked about the Giants. I mean, look, they're, they're playing for 2019 already, and they got their own issues. So in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. That one-eyed man, the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: You're the man, though. Speaking of the man, there's no one on God's green earth who could talk about the NFL with the knowledge that you have, Alex Marvez. And we're pleased and lucky to have you each and every Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. Thank you so very much, my friend.
0: Mazel, mazel, gentlemen. Thanks again. We'll talk next Sunday.
4: He's the man, Alex Marvez. And by the way, he's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And he's lifted two world belts. But he dropped this one. That's next. Nose picks coming right up. He's Brian Noah I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. We're proudly brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. By the way, top of the hour today, that'll be 9 o'clock Eastern time. Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon, fantasy at its best. Best fantasy football show on God's green earth. You can hear it on iHeartRadio. You can get it on SiriusXM Channel 83. And, of course, on many of the same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But right now, it's time for my guy, my partner, Nose Picks. Let's do it.
3: Right, Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in
4: desperate need of Gambling Insight?
7: Do not fear, for Brian No is here.
5: And now the time has
3: come for No's picks.
5: All right, Andy. It was a great betting weekend for yours truly last week. It was Again. bad with my selections on this show. I was just Whoa. one and two. But I cashed in, baby. I just gave you the wrong picks last week. I took the over in the Falcons game, that hit. I took the Pats minus three and a half, and that was missed by that much, you know? And I also had the Vikings minus ten and a half, and we got hit with the hook. So a one-two combo with the hook costing us last week. One and two, trying to rebound. Here's what I got for you, Andy Furman. I'm looking at this Lions-Dolphins game. I am really honing in on it. I like the over 46 and a half. I think that that Lions run defense, I know it's bad. So I expect the Dolphins to be able to run the football effectively. I think they're going to be able to score some points. And I love Matthew Stafford and company putting up points against that Dolphins defense coming off a bye in that heat. Give me the over 46 and a half. It's going, going to, to be stick close. With the same I'll tell you game. right
4: now. It's going to be close. Yeah. You're going close in that over. game. Yeah. I'm
5: going to stick with the same game, Andy Furman. I hate to do it, but Alex Marvez said it. They didn't game plan for Brock and Roll Osweiler. B.O. just hit him out of nowhere, you know, last week with the Bears. I look at the Lions. They know it's Brock Osweiler. They're going to study him all week. They're coming off a bye. I think the Lions go in there and they get it done. Minus three on the road. That line stinks. Iowa Sam said it. He's like, why are the Dolphins three-point underdogs? Typically, when you say things like that, in that tone, it's because Vegas knows something that we don't. So I'm going to take yeah. the the uh, the Lions minus three on the road.
4: You have to preface that. It's a, it's a Dolphins home game and they're
5: underdogs. That's right. Yes. So Lions minus three on the road. That's where I'm going. Final pick, Andy Furman. Yes. I am going to look at this Bills-Colts game. And I look at it. Oh, so. Derek Anderson, you expect him to light it up today? No. No. You expect the Colts to light it up? That's a good Bills defense. I don't. I'm going to take the under 43 today. It's a low total, but I think the under hits. Give me the under in this Bills-Colts matchup. What do you think of those three picks? You Andy? know, I
4: like that. Of all your picks right now, I like that the best because I think that Colts game will be like a 20-13 to 13 score or something like that that will be a low yeah. scoring game. I think the Colts win that game, I think, but it'd be like 2010, 2013, something yeah. like that, or 17 10, maybe. I think I like that. I like Any that. Any of a those lot.
5: combinations we'll take because that hits the under, and we like no that. We doubt. like being right over here. All right, yes. Andy, it's that time of the show. You can go your own way, serious, light, wherever you want to go. What do you got? Thank you so very much. By the way,
4: it's Brian Noah and Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And I'm going to go live because Carl Frampton shocked city commuters by pulling down his friend's pants on a subway train the other day. Yes, he's the <laughs> IBF oh, featherweight title guy. He's a Northern Ireland star. He's huh? got two world title belts, <laughs> and this time he dropped his pal's belt. How do you like that? And it was shock. Shock on the subway. That's what it was. I wish I was in that subway car. And the funny thing is, there were some uh, tweets on that with some photos. I didn't put them up, but uh, I, I wanted to stay clean. That's what I them yeah. to stay clean on that. You just Take stuck care. with the
5: Reds managerial search, right? Cut it out. Cut That's it what, out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go here. Great story, Andy Furman. Texan safety Andre Hal. He was diagnosed with a non-football illness. He was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma this spring. He uh-huh. refused to, to go and, and take chemotherapy, he refused to undergo chemo and use non-traditional treatments. He just took medication. He's now in remission, and he'll be activated for the first time this year, which is just absolutely awesome. I didn't even know you could do that. I, I didn't know that you could beat cancer by not taking chemo. But apparently, depending on the stage, you can do that. So prayer shout out to him. That's works. an awesome story. Yes, prayer, absolutely. Prayer works. Yes. And a couple more shout outs here, Andy. On Wednesday, my dad he celebrated his twelfth year of sobriety. Very, very proud of him. Hats God off to listen. him. Absolutely. God and also, on Friday, it was my mom's birthday. So shout out to my mom. Love her absolutely to death. Adore her. So props to mom and dad. I love her too because she gave me you.
3: I love There that. you go. <laughs> Have a great week. I'll see you next week right here on Fox Sports Radio.